pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. San Antonio Sports Star Audio Vault is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds. 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. Oh, a bombshell dropped on the star at Jerry World today. <laughs> Welcome to the wow. NFL offseason. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. We're just going to dive right in. It's midweek, Jason. Yes. The Super Bowl was Sunday. Mm-hmm. And the Dallas Cowboys are making news. Uh, and this isn't the news that Jerry wants. He, a man that craves attention does not like the headline at ESPN.com. Cowboys paid $2.4 million to settle cheerleaders' voyeurism allegations against senior team executive. Let's backtrack a little bit. A couple of weeks ago, it's kind of out of nowhere. Yep. We see that longtime PR man Rich Dalrymple retired immediately a guy guy that we've known a long time exactly i i I know rich i like rich but i was surprised that he retired you and i both absolutely were 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 surprised every member of the dallas media seemed to be surprised and a lot of them tweeted a variety of things none of us really paid much attention to the fact that the dallas cowboys didn't send out a release thanking him for 30-plus years of great service to the organization. I didn't realize that until you brought that up earlier. Well, I, I, I mean, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, why, whatever. I, yeah, I mean, he's right, the PR right. guy. You know, most PR guys don't want the PR about them, right? So none of us even realized, you know, it's weird that they didn't send out a press release. That that didn't send off any, no, any, any red all. flags. Well, it turns out when the headline drops today... The timing of everything seems to be Cowboys knew that ESPN and Don Van Etta was investigating this story. They knew what was coming, and he he took his parachute and jumped off that plane in a hurry. Well, as he should have. I mean, yes. as, it, as it turns out now, you know, whether he did the things he's accused of doing or not, uh, this is not something he wanted to stick around for. Uh, I mean, you just don't. You want to get out of there and, and handle it somewhere else. And uh, and not as a member of the Dallas Cowboys uh, organization anymore. And he got out of there, and, and, and rightly so. Now, what he is being accused of, and what the Cowboys paid off uh, several cheerleaders for, is for a variety of things, but apparently during an event at the stadium, he used his key card to go into a locked room that happened to be the cheerleader's dressing room, and was seen by at least one cheerleader kind of crouching down with his phone camera pointed at them as if he was taking photos or videos while they were they were changing clothes. Yes. He was busted for that. He denies that. He said he went into the room looking for a bathroom. He's the fixer. He's a PR guy. Yeah, man, I don't know. I was looking for the bathroom. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and he said he wasn't in there long. Once he realized that it was a, an occupied room, he got out of there. 
We'll, we'll see. Yeah, um, I, boy, the, I don't know. The other accusation, some some viewer, kind of like in golf, the only sport where a viewer can call in and say, this guy cheated. Yep. Right? Apparently, during the Draft War Room live stream, a, a guy says that he saw Rich Dalrymple trying to take upskirt sh- photos of, of Jerry's daughter. Yeah. Charlotte Jones. Now, he, I, I, I look at that and I go, all right, that's on video. Everybody could see that. One guy realized this and tried to call him out. And only one guy. And only one guy. Um, but I, I look at this and I, I, you, you hear this story. This all happened, by the way, in like 2015. So the guy's kept his job for a long time, retires when it was going to make the media. Cowboys did pay out. Each each of the cheerleaders and their spouses received just under 400000 399000 and change. And then, of course, there was a lot more money going in, in legal fees. Yeah, the lawyers got most of it. They all signed non-disclosure agreements. Right. I don't know if that was an admission of guilt from the Cowboys because... You know, a lot of the reaction is, well, yeah, of course he did it. They know it. That's why they paid him off. I disagree with that a little bit because a lot of times in a situation like this, you're going to spend a lot more money trying to defend it, and it's not worth the negative PR if you pay them off. And if and at the same time, if you've accepted the money, as these cheerleaders did, you're you're saying, okay, we're good. And, and it's one thing for the cheerleaders, but I'll be damned if I'm Jerry and – some dude is trying to take upskirt photos of my daughter, and he's going to keep his job. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't happen, right? You wouldn't think. Unless there's some dirt on Jerry Jones that Rich has, and he says, look, you you throw me <laughs> under does. the bus, guess what? And of course he does, and, but that really is beside the point. Here, Here's the issue that, that I'm concerned with. First of all, it takes seven years for ESPN to start snooping around. Or maybe they were doing it. You know, maybe they've been doing it for a long time. I don't know. And I'm not discounting their story. Not just that. Rich Dalrymple works with members of the media Mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. All the Dallas media, everybody that's up there, and nobody knew about this and reported it? That just baffles me. Nobody reported it. I don't know if anybody knew about it or knew the severity of it. Now, ESPN, obviously, somebody that signed one of those fancy NDAs. And it's not uncommon for people to sign non-disclosure agreements. Hell, we sign them all the time around here for a variety of things. Of course. And then you wonder, well, why did I have to sign an NDA for that? You know, because (laughs) sometimes you have bosses that just... uh, You know, I imagine half the meetings that Jerry Jones goes to, Rich Dalrymple is signing them about... Things that he's hearing during these discussions. That that's what happens. But somebody tipped off ESPN and they started reporting. You also go back and you realize what the Washington Redskins were going through at the time. And I can say Redskins because they were the Redskins at the time. Right. That the little Danny Snyder was going through all his crap with all the cheerleader issues they have. That could have been another reason why as soon as the Cowboys got wind of this and the accusations were made by the cheerleaders. Let's cut some checks. I don't know how long the investigation went before they decided to settle. But it happened at the team facility. It happened with the key card. There's video cameras all over that. And even Don Vanetta, who uh, wrote the story, broke the story that's on ESPN.com, he is uh, on Outside the Lines earlier today kind of talking about why the Cowboys decided to settle 
the lawsuit. There is no doubt that a cheerleader clearly saw Rich Dalrymple crouched in their dressing room while the cheerleaders were undressing with his iPhone pointed at them. That is what she reported to HR. Now, Dalrymple says he was only in there for a few seconds using a security key card to gain access to that that locked dressing room and left within moments. The truth might be somewhere in between. The Cowboys actually have data that they did not provide to us. They have the exact moment that the security key card was used by Dalrymple to gain access to the dressing room, as well as camera footage outside that shows how long he was in there. Uh, A team representative said they decided to settle this for $2.4 million because they know that the cheerleaders in their heart believe that Dalrymple was in there spying on them, and so they wanted to settle it for the cheerleaders. For the cheerleaders. And that's interesting because through the last decade or so, it feels like a lot of organizations have had similar type of issues with their cheerleaders or their dance teams. Sure. And some organizations have decided, we just don't want them anymore. Mm-hmm. They they don't have them anymore. They they just, you know, whether it's the cheerleaders demanding more salary or dance teams dis- demanding more money for the time that they put into or for HR issues like this. There are some organizations that have just done away with them. Silver dancers with the Spurs, you know, uh, are, are, are a no longer thing. You know, San Antonio decided we don't want this anymore. The Cowboys can't do that with the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders. They no. are such a brand right? that making sure those ladies stay happy and feel safe and secure was a major business decision on the part of Jerry Jones, I would imagine. Well, absolutely. And, and they, I mean, that is the Dallas Cowboys. When they go out, when these cheerleaders go out and the Cowboys dancers go out, that's the Dallas Cowboys. They're representing this this team. And they're, they're as famous as anybody mm-hmm. within that organization. So it's, it would be very difficult to get rid of them. And I don't think that's in the cards. I'm going to take a little bit of a different stance here, Jason. And and I'm not saying that Rich Dalrymple didn't do what he is accused of doing, but it just baffles me that this uh, allegedly happened back in 2015, and we're just now finding out about it in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just find that odd. I really do. $2.4 million you're paid because uh, your your main PR guy is trying to videotape the cheerleaders without any clothes on. And he's being accused of trying to get, you know, upskirt shots of, of the owner's daughter. I, and then you see Rich talking with Jay. He was always around Jerry Jones. He was always around Stephen Jones. Charlotte as well. He was always around it that we saw. Now, if there was stuff going on behind the scenes, maybe that's a different thing. But I never saw any indication, not once, that there was any animosity towards Rich Dalrymple by any of the Jones family. And as you said, if somebody's accused of, of trying to stick a camera up my daughter's skirt, that dude's gone. Gonna kick his ass. Yes. Yes. I, 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 and, and again, cheerleaders and Rich, what'd you do? Versus, that's my daughter. Yeah. I don't care who you are or what dirt you think you have on exactly. me. Jerry knows people. Right, I mean, yeah, Rich would be long for the Cowboys PR staff. And and to your point, I can say that at Nobu this year for the Cowboy Media Party, Rich is there with Jerry. Jerry goes everywhere with Rich. In fact, the way the Cowboys PR structure is set up, 
If you want to talk to Jerry, you want to talk to Stephen, you want to talk to Mike McCarthy, you want to talk to uh, Charlotte, that those requests all go through Rich. Have to. Not the other PR people. All right? You know, you want players, you want offensive players, radio guys call one guy, TV guys call another. That's right. That, that's how the structure is yep. with the Cowboys PR department. But everything through Jerry goes through Rich Dalrymple. That's everything right. through Steven goes through Rich Dalrymple. The, I, I can tell you that at the Nobu party, and Charlotte was there, I saw I saw her talking. Rich is there. Everybody's there. Everybody's having a good time. Are they putting on a good front? I don't know. But I know Jerry was talking to Rob and Rudy and I, and he had just been on the Blitz. And, you know, he was talking about how much he loves San Antonio. And I even said to him, uh, well, come on every any anytime you want. You know, you're always welcome. We can do a weekly thing. Sure. And Rich just kind of steps in and says, "Jerry's really not looking for more things <laughs> to do on his calendar. He's not. He's he's got. He's busy. He's not looking for more things to do." But I was like, "Well, I mean, he's asked, and he's like, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I I just there was nothing that gave any indication that something that there was something wrong with the relationship. So the and Rich Dalrymple is a smart guy. He's the fixer, right? Go look at Dez's yep, tweets. I mean, right. when he retired, who's going to fix my bleep? That's yeah. what Dez tweeted out. Um, that The White House years. Think about all the scandal with the Cowboys. Rich Dalrymple is the PR guy. He's the fixer. The, uh, he could give a master's class, a doctorate class in crisis PR management. That's what he does. Although in his story, he was looking for a bathroom in a weird spot. But whatever. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just, I just, hard for me to believe that a guy that smart, that media savvy, would be in the war room, a room full of cameras, trying to take upskirt photos, and one dude saw it, and not everybody else that was watching the live stream. The cheerleader stuff, I, he's a dude. I, I, I don't want to say it's right or wrong. Uh, well, no, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's yeah. wrong. Uh, but it was he. I, I just is that more believable than the Charlotte part? Is what I'm trying to say. And, and I think it is more believable. But here's here's also what I know about Rich Dalrymple, and and not saying I mean because you know you never really know somebody till you know somebody. Sure. Okay. And and he may be a freak. He might I, be. He might be. But I know Rich Dalrymple was a ladies' man. He could probably from what. And not to get too into the weeds here, but I've seen Rich Dalrymple pick up a lot of women over the years. Mm -hmm. Okay, just being a Cowboys camping around the Cowboys. He's he a good-looking guy with a lot no of rich problem. people around him. He had no problem. Yes. Okay, so I, I just – all of this just doesn't really it, – it doesn't mesh right now. Now, I could be proven wrong, and I'm not saying Rich Dalrymple is innocent. I'm not saying that. However, I'm saying that all of this, that it, the fact that it took seven years, number one, for this to come out is odd to me. The fact that Rich Dalrymple works with the media every day, and I'm not just talking about Dallas media, I'm talking about national media, people that don't need Rich Dalrymple on a daily basis. I'm talking about national media that work with this guy. There's no way that that was quiet. For seven years, and that ESPN just all of a sudden came across something, and they've got a story to put out. It just doesn't mesh with me. I, I, I will say that while we certainly believe that there are no secrets in that building, there's lots of them. And the time it will take you to go through this ESPN article, there's a lot of research and a lot of detail in there, right? 
the seven year part, they kept a secret uh, for for a long time. And when ESPN, when Don Vanetta started poking around and asking questions, Rich Dalrymple retired. The payoff to me is not an admission of guilt. That's we don't want to deal with this. What is it going to take to make you go away? Similar to what Deshaun Watson ultimately will end up doing and what he probably should have done in the beginning is just you're not admitting anything guilt. Legally, you probably didn't do anything wrong. You're kind of a creep. Uh, pay them and, and move on with your life. Sure. That, you know, a lot of payoffs end up that way. Payoffs are not an admission of guilt. Although most of us hear payoff and go, yeah, he did it. Of um, course. Uh, that's know, what people automatically think. The going into the cheerleader locker room, again, smart guy. He understands how it works. He's been on the other side of it a gazillion times trying to fix problems. There's cameras everywhere. What the hell was he thinking? If if he actually did it. Well, he, he admits that he went in there. Yes. I mean, that's an admission. He admits that he went in there, but he was just in there for a moment and then left. Now, we don't know how long he was in there. Look, they ha- everybody has a card key now, right? Mm-hmm. And so when you hit that card key, guess what? It's automatically recorded. You went in there. At this time, now, there's no recording of when you went out. No, there is a recording of when he went out because they have video of that from the hallway. Uh, well, according to the cheerleaders, once he was spotted, he left. Yeah. So unless he was in there for a long time and wasn't spotted, he wasn't in there very long. I, I don't know, Jason. I, I've got to get some more. Well, we'll, we'll get more details. And again, more the, details. the Cowboys say they investigated and found no wrongdoing by Rich Dalrymple. Right. That's that's the Cowboys' line. And and yes, they did pay out two point four million dollars. But again, I don't necessarily say that's an admission of guilt. That's a that's a payoff, so we don't have to deal with this in in the public. The they never called the police, and the cheerleaders were were unsatisfied with that. But we also know that the NFL uses a lot of FBI or former FBI investigators to go through all their legal stuff. So I mean, the Cowboys have access to investigate that pretty thoroughly and i'm sure that they did before jerry wrote that kind of a check why well, and I, but i there again i wonder because this was the whole time when the first dan snyder thing came out right uh-huh. why 2.4 million why not go for 10 why not go for 20 i mean seriously hey you don't give us 10 million bucks we're gonna you know drop the bomb and just move on i mean look 400 grand's a lot of money but it's not gonna last forever no right and and it's probably unless they invested it wisely back then it's probably gone by now it's not life-changing money no it's and, not and so you know but and but they settled so i i i, I again I, I don't know i i'm I, I don't know how many phones rich has but they used his phone and did forensics on his phone he's a pr guy you know, you, you see a lot of PR types walking around always on their phone. Um, and I'm guessing he's got more than one. Based on the NFL investigation with Snyder, the NFL owners, the other owners, the other teams in the league have fought like hell to keep all those emails from going public. The That's only right. ones that went public were about John Gruden, mm-hmm. right? All of them are nervous. What's on, what's on the company email? I don't know if Rich has, you know, his... His uh, DallasCowboys.net email address on one phone and his, uh, you know, Richie at Yahoo on, on the other phone. And, and that's where the good stuff goes. I, I, I don't know how many phones the man has. Um, but you investigate, find no wrongdoing, and he keeps his job. 
I would imagine, and, and HR cases are always touchy. You got, you, sure got four, they are. you got four cheerleaders, but the part with the daughter is the creepier part. That if you're Jerry Jones, I don't care what I what what you might have on me, nobody's going to stand for that. N- nobody. I can't but, imagine. But that I that got happened. a feeling this is just the tip of the iceberg. You know, it 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 feels like the beginning of the Washington uh, Danny Snyder story. That it started off with this, and then it was this, and then it was this, and then it was this. Or Jerry Richardson started off as this, then you realized he was the creepy old man, and they made him sell his team. Uh, I and not that I think ultimately that happens with the Cowboys, but you you wonder what's the next shoe to drop as more and more start to investigate what is going on with the Dallas Cowboys. Now I didn't hear the entire interview with uh, this ESPN writer. But, I mean, there are some questions that I would have for him, and I would love to get the opportunity to question this guy. You know, what took so long? Obviously, you're not going to divulge your source. Um, this guy was just giving an account of what he wrote and what he said. Now, according to his story, only one cheerleader saw this camera. The mm-hmm. others did not. Yep. So there's only one. I mean, I just – there's a lot of things that don't add up, Jason, and I just want to – I would like to get more information, and uh, I'm not I'm not here to say Rich Dalrymple is a freak, although he may be. He might be. He might very well be. There may be skeletons in his closet. There may be a cemetery in his closet. But just going on this, seven years later, I'm not prepared to say this guy is a freak and he got fired and, and you know, he was looking up people's skirts. I, I'm just not ready to say that yet. I, I will say, based on the actions we've seen through the Cowboys from, from over the time, he kept his job, they paid him off, they moved on. His relationship with Jerry, his relationship with all the Jones kids that work for Jerry, at least publicly when we as media have been around him, seems fine. Now, we see him at training camp. The Dallas media types see him every day, every, day, every press conference. He's that other guy on yep. the podium um, that that is always around. But the abrupt retirement, the fact that the Cowboys didn't send off a, a thank you, Rich, for all your great service press release, now you look back on it and you go, well, that that is kind of odd. The... Um, and the abrupt retirement at 62, um, I mean, he's young. Yeah, he's but we bought shape. it when he said that. We well, bought it, well, right? Well, well, I mean, I get it, right? Like, like I, we, were, we were texting friends going, is he sick? Is he all right? Yeah. Why would you quit that job, right? I mean, it's the best job in the world. Every job, though, has its issues and gets old. I mean, think about it. It's a great job. Mm-hmm. A lot of folks have great jobs mm-hmm. that they decide to, to leave. Because they want to do other things. or, or the I wonder com- who you're talking or, about, or, Ryan Nagel. Or, or the commitment. Nine shows left? Or the com- <laughs> Yes. Or the commitment is too much. Or you would you want to have some sort of a life. All right, as the main PR guy for the Dallas Cowboys, I would assume that Rich Dalrymple's busy most of the time. Right? I mean, there's not much of an off-season for Rich. I'm sure he has vacation time just like everybody else. But I'm sure there's a lot. I'm sure his phone rings at night. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of things that happen. And again, I'm not here to be Rich Dalrymple's attorney and defend him. I'm not here to do that. All I'm saying is there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't add up. And as we've heard on other uh, shows elsewhere, everybody's already hanging this guy. He's a pervert. He's this. He's that. Okay, maybe he is, but I'm not ready to get on this microphone and say that that's true because too many things just don't add up yet. I The only part that I find extremely odd is if he did have his phone up like 
if you ever walked into a lady's room, you get the hell out of there in a hurry, right? Um, Once you realize you're in there, I, and I, that's I, a story for another show. <laughs> it is. I mean, but you know, and and I not long ago, I walked into a restroom, and I swear it said men on the on the door, right? <laughs> but when you walk in, it was all stalls right the urinals were around the corner but you walk in and you see nothing but stalls you think you're in the wrong place yeah and you get the hell out of there in a hurry and i remember i was looking it says man right uh <laughs> then i see a guy come out and i'm like all right but i've never walked into a men's room that you didn't see urinals first like your first clue, right. you're in first the wrong thing. spot is you see nothing but stalls and Absolutely. You went, oh, i'm in the wrong spot yes right you get out of there in a hurry yes um that's the key part that I think if the Cowboys really wanted to be in front of this, here was the key card data. He walked in at, let's say it's 424 right now. Oh, and he walked out at 424 or 425. He wasn't yeah. in there long. We find out he came out 430. He was in there seven minutes before he realized, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like I say, I'm, I'm going to reserve judgment until some more information comes out. It's too many things just... Just don't add up for me just yet. And, and and I'm not basing this on just a feeling. I'm basing it on what I have seen with my own eyes over the last seven years being around the Cowboys. And this happened seven years ago. Yes. Makes the news today. And again, the daughter. Dude, yeah. uh, Jerry, if that's my daughter and I'm Jerry, I invite him out to my billion-dollar yacht, and he absolutely accidentally falls over. He's fish right? I, I mean, right? That's, yeah. that, that, that's it. I mean, yeah. you do that to my daughter, yeah. we're fighting. Of course. Right? And, and all right, Jerry, you're 80. You're probably not fighting, but you got a bodyguard that will. Oh, I right? guarantee I, you. I mean, he knows. He, Jerry I, I can just, pay people. That's the one part of the story that you go, what the? Yeah. Eh, that just doesn't quite add up. We'll brighten things up. Matty Sky Ooh. will join us okay. in a uh, few minutes. Joe Reinagle, Jason Minix, The Blitz on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250, 1033 FM. I ain't even here right now. You know it's hard to see all of what goes on in the city. That's why we got Maddie Skyline. It's time for Maddie Skyline. It is time. Maddie Skyline here on the Blitz on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe I'm Jason Minix. Fresh off a Valentine's, I'm getting the hell out of the country getaway is Maddie Sky from the Express <laughs> News. Yeah, that's like uh, when all your exes live in Texas, so you got to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dealing with any of this. I don't want to see anybody getting flowers at work. I am out. I'm going. I'm going to the beach. With yeah, my mom. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you can see the camera, if you can see it, but I'm pretty red. You oh, nice. Nice to have a sunburn. You, you think about this time a year ago, uh, you're p seeing people post all their Facebook memories of the hell San Antonio yeah, was going Snowmageddon. through. Yeah, except for I was stranded on a beach in, in Florida. I was in Hollywood Beach, Florida. I couldn't get back. Dude, Yeah. You couldn't get back. I couldn't get back. There were no flights. Uh, they, they weren't landing. Yeah, literally, that's too I bad. Was, I was I'm stuck. Sure. Yeah, I, I tried really hard to get out of there to come back and shovel snow and not have water working. Mexico treat you well? Yeah, uh, I had some really good tacos. Like we left the resort, and I had some tacos that I had seen a lot on Instagram called Tacos Gus. So if anybody is planning a Cabo trip coming up, highly recommend. It's like the way they set them up is really cool because. Rather than, I guess, 
Imagine like someone going on Lamar Gaze, they have like a whole salsa bar and condiment bar, but they you, every table gets their own. So you can go load it up with as much stuff as you want. Nice. And on top of that, load is really good. Very nice. All right, Maddie, let's come back to San Antonio because <laughs> I, I'm hearing some exciting news. What is this new country place that uh, is, is going to pop up downtown? It sounds good. Is it like the old urban cowboy kind of thing? I think that's the vibe, but it's a very intimate. Think of like Urban Cowboy, but when he's dating Pam. And they <laughs> okay. Go smaller. It's not like a Gillies. It's more of like an intimate country place. It's called El Honky Tonk, and it's opening up right be- right next to Carmen de la Calle, right by uh, Frost Tower on North Florida. So it should be open by the end of this month, and you're going to expect to hear all of the old school country with. Some Spanish music too, some Vicente Fernandez. Um, there is also going to be some food there, like a small food menu during the day. So, is it yeah. the is yeah. it is it the kind of country place that Ryan Ego will show up at? Probably, I think it's like very, it's like it's very casual, laid back. He wants, or the owners want a little bit of everybody there. So, some old school country fans and young professionals that work downtown. Some visitors, everything. There's some. There's some elbow room too to dance. What, dance what was the What was the name of that country bar that was on Evans prior to COVID? Uh, Two eighty one in Evans. Um, Wild West. Wild West. Is Is it going to be mm-hmm. kind of like that? No, so it's not a dance hall. It's okay. more of like a saloon country bar. Well, I like the old school country. I and mean, that, that'll yeah. be good. So uh, how, when you say old school, do we know how far back we're going to go? Or is this just like 80s George Strait? Or, I mean, you know, because I, I, there's I a difference, like Maddie. Hank Williams. Oh, nice. Yeah, so all those guys. Wow. Pop a top again. Oh, God. <laughs> will, they, will they play a little Shania Twain for, for Ryan Eagle so he can feel like a woman? <laughs> She's not even. She's not even going to answer that. Not even going to touch that. Well, thank you, Maddie, for not answering that. That's going to be really cool. I'm. I'm. Now, when is that going to open? Um, February twenty fifth and twenty sixth is the opening weekend. Wow, nice. So so we've got a new. I went to a place the other day over by Top Golf. I thought it was a a new Chinese restaurant. It's called (laughs) Kung Fu Saloon, and so I thought, yeah, there's no food there. It's a it's a straight up nightclub. Wow, were you out of your element? Um, well, let's say as my wife and I were walking in, the two cops that were standing out front uh, thought we were lost. And as we're walking up, they're like, hey, this is not a restaurant. It's like, it's not a restaurant. I mean, and and then they proceed. Yeah, no, it's it's a nightclub. And I haven't been. I haven't been out there. I, well, I, it can be very big, right? Is it? it it's a pretty big building. Is it really? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I never made it inside because... Yeah, you know they just were like, dude, you're just not. You're in the you. wrong place. Yeah, get you're, out. You're looking for dinner. Get get out. Well, they got that camp sixteen oh four right next to it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right in that area, which I still haven't been to, and I want to. Have you done camp sixteen oh four yet? I have not. Maddie doesn't venture outside of four ten very no, much. Not much, huh? No, not not often. That's okay. It, it's too cold to go to camp sixteen oh four. I need it to get a little closer. It's to all outside, before, right? Yeah. Before I, okay. Yeah, I don't need to sit outside to drink a cold beer. <laughs> I don't need to be colder than my beer. Since I don't leave four ten. Um, also opening up on North Florida, it's a pop up, uh, a Disney Pixar pop up for mini golf. It's called P- Pixar Putt. And so it's gonna. It's officially branded by Disney and Pixar, so you're getting the real experience. And um, 
all the 18 holes are themed after all the, all the iconic movies. So in, it's open to all ages, but on the weekends, there is a after dark, after dark adults only golfing experience. Ah, and, now, well, what does that entail? I don't, a lot of alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I don't yeah, think it's one of those. I don't know if they've alcohol can be involved, but I do know that the kids aren't allowed after a certain time. So, well, that's got to be it, right? I would think. I would think so. Alcohol. No kids are allowed. That'll be cool. I mean, you know, no, Maddie, I don't know the resort you were staying at in Cabo. Was it adults only? No, unfortunately not. (laughs) Unfortunately (laughs) not. Those suck, right? I I mean, when you have all the kids running around the pool and all that, but when you go to the adults only one, there's no kids. It's wonderful, but, you know, you you might see other things. And, And I don't think that's what they're talking about at the golf place. Probably not, especially not, not that it's open in the middle of downtown. <laughs> it's, it's probably right by Frost Tower as well, so a lot of action happening over by Frost Tower. I don't know. I've seen some freaky stuff happen in downtown. That's just Fiesta. <laughs> oh. You're right. <laughs> Whoa. So did you watch the Super Bowl while you were down in Mexico? I did, um, and my my brother is very excited. All my mom's family, they're all Rams fans, so... That was exciting. Um, they had a in the main like theater area. They showed the the game on the big screen. But the only bad part about that, I can't complain because it sounds like a very first world problem. But because we're watching it on the Mexico channel, we didn't see any of the cool commercials. Ah, uh, well, you, you didn't, didn't really miss anything. anything. They were yeah. super lame. Pretty lame. Really? So, yeah. well, 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 let me let me go back. I want to. So you don't see? Were you getting an American broadcast feed, or were you getting Spanish broadcasters? So it was a Spanish broadcaster, but they the audio was American. I don't know how they managed that, but it like they used like a the when that when this when the Spanish commentators would come up, the the words weren't moving. Right <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, I learned a lot about football because I'm not the biggest football fan, but I watched it with my mom, who was able to explain things a lot better to me, and so it was exciting. You come on a you come on a sports show once a week, and you haven't picked up anything through osmosis. Men gatekeep, men gatekeep. You don't know how many times I've been I've asked, <laughs> and that you all get frustrated. So, men gatekeep football. See, I don't think so. I'm I'm happy to explain it. If if need be, yeah. But then we get accused of mansplaining things. See, I mean, there's that double edged sword when it comes to trying to That's explain true. things. But that is, there's a difference. Is I'm I'm very quick to call out mansplainers. But when I'm asking you for help, like I don't like to admit when I need help or that I'm vulnerable. So when I'm asking you for help, I want to know. So football is something that has always been hard for me to grasp. But I I think I caught on. Hopefully, so maybe you know maybe my, my whole family was very excited, and I'm kind of just I was the one that like didn't have a jersey on or anything on Sunday. So. Uh, maybe I'll start paying attention to when they want to go to games and all that fun stuff. Now, were there a lot of people watching? I mean, were there a lot of people crowded around? Watching and a lot of Bengals fans. That the uh, Rams fans are, and I don't know. I don't know why it's going to be more Rams fan. Maybe because you're on the same like stretch with California. But no, Bengals fans outnumbered Rams fans there. And then of course, other people were wearing their their respective jerseys. Cow- there are a lot of Cowboys fans, a lot of Patriots fans. Um. But it was fun. Good. I and really thought we were going to lose. Go ahead. I thought the Rams were going to lose. Yeah, so did I for a minute. Yeah. 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 It didn't matter, Maddie, because they didn't cover the spread, so I lost anyway. 
So, you know, it really didn't matter. One of us said the Rams would win, but the Bengals would cover. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying. That so, wasn't me. You know, when you need mansplaining for football, you know which one of us to call, Maddie. <laughs> what, what did you think of the halftime show? I loved it. That was my favorite part. I think for most people, too. There's a shocker. <laughs> Headlines that could have been written yesterday. Maddie loves the halftime show. <laughs> favorite part Pretty of the much. game. The 90s, my uncles and my brother and all that, all those old school memories. So that was fun. Uh, I loved all the small Tupac references were also fun. Good deal. See, you you picked that up. I didn't. We had. To I, I had to have it explained yes. to me. See, I should have asked you. Maddie, oh, yeah. what did that mean? And you could have told me. So I'll teach you about football. You teach me about Tupac and other you know, speaking of musical wait, things. Wait, wait, asking for help when you don't know what, what what's going to happen. Last week we were scheduled to interview Diplo. Yeah. I don't know what a mm -hmm. Diplo is. I don't know who he is. I don't know anything about the Diplo, right? So I, <laughs> I, I, te I texted my daughter and I texted Maddie Sky to get some insight on good questions to ask the Diplo, and he stood us up. He stood you up, maybe because he knew that you didn't know what to ask him. He's no, like, okay, no, what, what happened? He pulled a diva move, and I told him to, uh, um, well. Um, Basically go somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he was scheduled to come on with us. He's in his, he's, he's not far from where we are. He's wrapping up one interview, and his, his handler comes over and says, um, Mr. Diplo is really hungry. He wants to go eat before he could do this interview. I said, well, you know, we're all kind of on a schedule here. You should have fed him before you brought him down here because you know how it works. But if he doesn't do it here, we're not going to do it because we don't have time in our schedule. And if he leaves, he ain't coming back because there's nothing in the convention center is small. So basically, we told him to go to hell. Oh, wow. Good for you, Jason. He was right there. He could have waited 10 minutes hey, before. And exactly. all they had in the media room were nuggets. It's not like he was in a hurry to go eat those. They kind of sucked. <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, I was wondering what happened because I know I had given you some questions, and I was excited to know the answers to some of them. But... I was so prepared for that interview with the Diplo. You know, I, I think it's. I think. I think he actually looked over and saw Jason and I were a couple of old guys and said, "Nah." <laughs> Well, That's nowhere for me to be because who was the other Lala? Yeah, yeah, yeah. she didn't make it from, either from the Bravo. Well, she yeah. she was sick. she called in sick. She canceled everybody. Yeah, that's what she says. Well, but she didn't show up. <laughs> I mean, what was his connection to Super Bowl? He, Diplo? He, he he's some big event coming up that he was promoting. He was actually DJing during the pregame of the Super Bowl. Yeah, so he was inside. DJ, yeah, he was he was inside DJing. Um, and, and I have no idea. I, I know we played in Phoenix the night before, uh, showing up in LA on Thursday. Um, but that's the thing about Radio Rose. People are there promoting anything. Uh, you know, Brooks and Dunn. Right. Did we talk to Brooks or Dunn? Kicks Brooks. Yeah, that one. Yeah. We talked to that one. Um, I'm not a country But he guy. wasn't selling anything. Was, he was just he, there. He was selling his tour. He, well, he, not, he, that's not till April. He was selling, selling tickets are on sale now, Joe. Oh. <laughs> Google it and see if he's coming to the city. That's what he was doing. He's not coming you know, to San Antonio. Uh, Joe Montana, who's the famous oh. actor. Um, uh, yeah, you know, it's not just you know football dudes on Radio Row. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. Interesting. But I never well, got to talk to the Diplo. I was very disappointed. Sorry that the Diplo. <laughs> well, what's his name? Just it's Diplo. Just Diplo. Is yeah. he is he really that good, Maddie? Um, I'm not really big into like the music, so ah. but he's popular. What kind of he's music? Popular. Hold on, what kind of music? 
<laughs> EDM. I've never heard EDM described that way. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, good deal. Well, well Maddie, I'm glad you had a great time in Mexico. You just made a new promo, Maddie. Glad I want you back. to know. Congratulations. And you are a part of a new promo. Do you want to do it one more time just to... Just to <laughs> excellent excellent all right maddie we'll talk to you yeah. next week get to work <laughs> pay attention to your edm yes practice welcome to the life of being in a promo <laughs> very nice maddie sky Always fun. Matty Sky from the, the Food and Culture Editor at the San Antonio Express News. I'm excited about the Cowboys, uh, not the Cowboys, the, the country <laughs> bar. bar. Yeah. What's it called? I don't remember. <laughs> what was it called? I don't know. It's on MySA.com. There, well, there's a whole article there. As we continue here on the Blitz, obviously more on the bombshell story with the Cowboys today and them paying off. Uh, for cheerleaders, $2.4 because of voyeurism. Mike McCarthy on the Rich Eisen show yesterday with a lot of interesting things to say. But, you know, because Maddie isn't up in all the sports, but we're going TMZ, a celebrity breakup involving an MVP of the NFL, Aaron Rodgers, now single. Again. Again. That sounds like a country song. We'll get into that <laughs> as we continue here on The Blitz. <laughs> Hey guys, it's Rudy J. Let's talk the biggest stories in sports tomorrow morning, 7 till 10, on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minnix. Tomorrow we're going to be live at a Texas Cheer Liquor Store, number three over there, Highway 90 in Montgomery. So come hang out with us tomorrow from 4 to 7. Lots to talk about. I tell you, and the last time we were at a Texas Cheer Liquor, there was a lot of samples to be had. Yes, there were. And I would assume there will be a bunch tomorrow. And we walked away with a couple of bottles of Blanton's. We did. You think he's got more? You know, I'm not going to say yes because I know how hard those are to get, <laughs> but I've, I've never... Oh, is this a Diplo pledge? I, I've never been to a Texas Cheer where he didn't have Blanton's. I think we should ban the Diplo from the show. Although, if you played his bump music, I wouldn't know if it was a Diplo or not. I mean, to, to, <laughs> we didn't know. To, 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 be, to be honest. Until Pledge told us. Yeah, so come see us tomorrow. Texas Cheer, Highway 90 and Montgomery. You know, when I got to work today and, you know, walk into my office, turn on light, there's this thing on my desk. And I was like, what the hell is that? It's an old school Dallas Cowboy belt buckle. <laughs> from Super Bowl 30 when they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Wow. Their last Super Bowl win. It's beautiful. I don't know who brought it. I don't know who has key to my office. Uh, but I often find things in my office behind a locked door. Pledge can also, Maybe it was Rich Dalrymple. Pledge can always... Uh, well, there's, a, there's a joke there for a lot of reasons. I don't know what happened to the belt buckle. I was just uh, looking for a bathroom. Um... Oh, there's cheerleaders in here? <laughs> we'll talk about that coming up. Ooh. But uh, whoever or wh however I got this, uh, thanks. Yeah, it's <laughs> nice, right? And maybe a subtle reminder that it's been, it's a, been a long time. Oh, this is, this is uh, it's beautiful. It's got five so, fake diamonds in it and everything. Wait a minute, that's Super Bowl five, what? 30? 30. 
We just had 56. Wow. I don't know. I'm not very good at math, but that's 26 years. <laughs> Dude, that Alice High School education. Wow. Coming in at clutch. I don't know if the listener dropped that off, pledged it, no. Uh, he saw it on there. He was asking me about it. Wow. I thought maybe, you know, he found it. It you is know? nice. You going to wear it? No. Why not? Maybe it, wear it, it out it, to Texas Cheer Liquor tomorrow. It, it is rodeo time. There's lots of jokes that I probably shouldn't make and I can't really make on radio about belt buckles and being rodeo time, but. Yeah, well, I'd be, we probably don't want to hear them anyway. Are you referring to yourself? No, I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, there there's an old joke out there that I've heard from a lot of ladies. The bigger the buckle, the deader the. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, so that one will go on the shelf. That's that should be in a museum. I mean, that's an artifact. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so you're saying it's a compensation tool? No, not at all. I don't know where you got that. <laughs> just, uh, I'm just gonna laugh and leave that one alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Aaron Rodgers is a single <laughs> man again. Aaron Rodgers is a single man again. Does he have a big belt buckle? Um, I have no idea. I, don't I, I, I have I have no idea. Although he does have bolo ties, so he might. Well, you know, his problem is he can't seem to keep a girlfriend, and I don't know if that's his fault. I'm I'm assuming that it is. I'm just going to put it out there. I mean, he doesn't seem like a very nice guy, but you know, Danica Patrick couldn't hang on to her. You know, his resume is impressive. Yeah, I, I mean, let let let's be honest. His sure. resume is impressive, but with uh, the last one, they were engaged. And, you know, they've been together for, for a couple of years. They were engaged. And all the talk about, you know, because she's from Colorado, could he end up in Denver to be closer to where she lives? Right. I scratched them off the list. I, 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 I don't know. Uh, who, who is Shailene Woodley? Because the, the headline is a power couple. Well, she's, a, she's an actress. She is? Yeah. Okay. What is she on? <laughs> well, well, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I know that that the um, um, when they were in Hawaii and all the uh, photos of them hanging out at the waterfall and all that, there are a lot of people that were applauding Aaron Rodgers. She was the star of the Divergent series, which you've probably never seen or heard of. No, I haven't. Is Diplo a part of that too? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be. But yeah, she's a hot Hollywood actress. Okay. That, that's what she is. Right. And uh, well, they were together for like two years, yeah. from what I understand, right? Yeah. But but engaged early last year. Yes. So they were and engaged she, about a year. She's very much into, um, I'm trying to remember how TMZ worded it earlier, because that's the best source of news, right? Sure. Um, the natural medicine. So like when he said he was doing his research, he was probably waiting for her to tell him what he needed to do. Pretty Little Lies. I, I don't know if we're talking about Rich Dalrymple or <laughs> events and things that, um, what's her name? Shailene Woodley was Shailene in. Shailene Woodley. But Aaron Rodgers is now going to be single during Ladies, the offseason. Line up. Uh, well, I'm just thinking, you know, is he ready to go all scorched earth for next year trying to get back-to-back-to-back MVPs while he tries to get to the Super Bowl? I don't know. You know, you can't. If you could figure out Aaron Rodgers, let me know. I mean, the guy. He's. I honestly think he he's he's working his way towards a career in some kind of political talk show, mm -hmm. right? I mean, seriously, because that's what he's he's been doing a lot of that lately. So, we'll I, we'll have to see. But 
I, I don't know. I think that I think he stays in Green Bay. My gut tells me that they'll work this out. He's going to stay in Green Bay. They'll re-sign Devontae Adams, and they'll take another shot. The reality is, apparently, according to some reports, they're willing to make him the highest-paid player in the NFL to get him to stay. Of course, they can only do that if Devontae Adams stays. Well, that's true. But, you know, that that leads to a lot of questions, a lot of sports questions when we get into this. Is, is Jordan Love not ready? I mean, I thought... You know that, and and I think Aaron Rodgers thought he was coming in to be the guy. Yep. But apparently, he must not be ready. He's got to work on his footwork and throwing motion this offseason, according to <laughs> the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, okay. Bombshell out of Dallas today. We'll talk about it coming up. Take your phone calls as well on the Kia Bossa Bacon phone lines two one zero six five six ESPN six five six three seven seven six on Twitter. Ryan Nagel is at Joe Kens five. Tweet at me at Jason Menix. <laughs> Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. Headline on ESPN.com. Cowboys paid $2.4 million to settle cheerleaders' voyeurism allegations against senior team executive. The bombshell dropped today on Jerry World. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM, he is Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Minix. You can dial up the Kia Bossa Bacon phone lines, 210-656-ESPN, 656-3776 on Twitter, at JoeKens5. Tweet at me, at Jason Minix. Just after 5 o'clock, if you've been working all day and you know just getting out of work, maybe you saw it come across Twitter or one of the headlines, and you haven't had a chance to read the article yet, because quite honestly... It's a good long read long, on ESPN.com. Yeah. It's it not is. one of those quick two- or three-minute reads. It's... It's you got to read it and then kind of reread it and read it a third time. Well, there's a lot there to to ingest, right, and then digest because, um, boy, there's all kinds of allegations, all kinds of he said, she said. Um, so it's interesting, and, and a lot of it, Jason. I'll be quite honest with you. To me, for me, just doesn't completely add up just yet. I, I've got to see some more and hear some more because, I, to me, this. To me, this article seems a little sensationalized. Well, it, w what it's doing is saying that Rich Dalrymple, the PR man for the Spurs, or for the Spurs, for the Cowboys, <laughs> who has been for 32 years until he just recently retired, he's being painted as a perv. Yep, and yep. I, I've known Rich a long time. I don't know if he is or isn't. I don't, you know, it's like anybody. You don't know what they're really like in their personal lives. That's exactly right. But. $2.4 million was paid out to four cheerleaders who claimed that Rich Dalrymple recorded them with his iPhone while they were in a, in, in a room, in a locker room, changing their clothes at, in 2015, mind you. This happened in 2015 at AT&T Stadium. The other part of the report, which is a little bit more alarming, is a fan who was watching an online stream of the Cowboys draft room in 2015 was claiming that Rich Dalrymple was taking upskirt photos of Charlotte Jones Anderson. Well, that's Jerry's daughter, right? Yeah. And again, this is a guy that kept his job. The Dallas Cowboys, through their legal PR guy, whoever that is now, his name's listed, but nobody knows who he is, does say this Wilkinson guy, uh, Jim Wilkinson, the organization took the allegations seriously. They investigated the matter. They, uh, with the best legal and HR practices for the investigation, they found no evidence of wrongdoing. 
They say if any wrongdoing had been found, Rich Dalrymple would have been terminated immediately. Everybody felt terrible about the unfortunate incident, yet they wrote a check. Now, police weren't called in. The cheerleaders seemed upset, according to the ESPN article. They wanted police involvement. The Cowboys did not want police involvement because if there's police involvement, there's public record. They handled it internally. They did. There's also, you know, this was all part of an event, according to this article, and the cheerleaders were doing something, and then they left and went back. Normally, according to the article, there's a couple of security guards outside this locker room where they mm-hmm. change. Well, on this particular night, there wasn't. There was one. One. So you have to figure, okay, did Rich Dalrymple know this? And, hey, this is my opportunity. I mean, it's, it's a lot of things just don't add up, Jason, is what I'm saying. It, it just well, doesn't. I, again, according to the article, uh, which is written by Don Vanetta, the a key card was used to gain access to the locker room. Yes. Apparently through a door where the security guard wasn't, you know, so a, a back door to the locker room. And Rich Dalrymple says he was looking for a place to go to the bathroom, right? Um, used his key card to gain entrance. Rich claims that he left immediately when he realized the girls were in there. One of the cheerleaders is saying that's not true. They saw Rich crouch down, pointing his iPhone as if he was taking photos or video. Behind a petition yes. kind of thing, right? Yeah, yeah. He, was, he, was, he was lurking in the locker room yes. while they were changing. Yes. And maybe he was. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, And again, I'm not here to defend Rich Dalrymple. I've known Rich for a long time. I've worked with Rich for a long time, as have you, and he never came across like that. But again, that means nothing because you just, uh, you know, a lot of times you don't know how somebody what, what, is. What I do know, and the, the cheerleader part is one thing, the part with Charlotte is the other. That makes no sense to me. Um, if you were even accused of trying to take an upskirt photo of my daughter, we're fighting. Of right? course. And, right. you're, and you're fired. I don't care what kind of dirt you might have on me. You, you just don't do that. Rich Dalrymple is a smart man. It's the draft room. It's a room full of cameras. And full of people. And he's trying to get a, a sneaky upskirt photo. And the other thing about this, according to this article, there's one guy. I mean, thousands <laughs> of people are watching this live stream because they always do. They want to see what the Cowboys are going to do. They want, you know, they want to kind of be in on that war room thing. One guy. Signs a, uh, Now, granted, he signs a sworn affidavit. Well, there's video. So uh, somewhere, while the team didn't release the video to ESPN, somewhere that video is, is somewhere, and, and we're going to see it. And then we're going to be able to make our own judgments whether it looked like Rich was trying to get upskirt photos or not or however he was trying to do it. Now, just because the cheerleaders were paid off, while a lot of people will just immediately jump to, that's an admission of guilt. I disagree with that. I, I do think a lot of times in situations like this, payoffs happen to keep things from going public and to make them just go quietly away. go away. And, and, and that's what you do. They, whether you want to use the term cover up or not. And Don Danetta was on Outside the Lines earlier today talking about the article and why the cheerleaders were paid off. Yeah. There is no doubt that a cheerleader clearly saw Rich Dalrymple crouched 
in their dressing room while the cheerleaders were undressing with his iPhone pointed at them. That is what she reported to HR. Now, Dalrymple says he was only in there for a few seconds using a security key card to gain access to that, lock, that locked dressing room and left within moments. The truth might be somewhere in between. The Cowboys actually have data that they did not provide to us. They have the exact moment that the security key card was used by Dalrymple to gain access to the dressing room, as well as camera footage outside that shows how long he was in there. Uh, a team representative said they decided to settle this for $2.4 million because they know that the cheerleaders in their heart believe that Dalrymple was in there spying on them, and so they wanted to settle it for the cheerleaders. Each cheerleader got about 400000 just right. under 400000 mm -hmm. That's not life-changing money. No, it's not. But it is... Hush money, here's four hundred grand, here's your non disclosure. This is what you asked for. We won't speak of this again. And and they continue to work for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, you know, through through the rest of that season. Well, they had to work for the Dallas Cowboys while all of this was being negotiated yes. and settled. So yes. and they had to be around Rich Dalrymple in the meantime. So this wasn't where they went off and didn't have to work and they took leave. They still had to be Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders and do everything that uh, Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders are expected to do. There had to be enough there, and, and what, what, how Don just phrased it, the, the cheerleaders were pretty adamant that they felt Rich violated. Uh, and, one and, cheerleader. And, and what, you know, the one cheerleader that saw him, and the other three that were in there, and that was enough for the Cowboys to cut a check. Mm -hmm. Not an admission of wrongdoing, but... You know what? We're not going to fight you on this. Here, here's some money. The timeline again. This happened in 2015. Rich Dalrymple announced his retirement a couple of weeks ago. Now we were both taken aback by it because it was a surprise. He's That's a 62 right. year old guy. He's fit. He's he's got grandkids now, and he's got the best PR job in all of sports. He's the PR man for the Dallas Cowboys. He's known as the fixer. He's you don't go anywhere without. Uh, you don't see Jerry anywhere without Rich Dalrymple, and you don't get an interview with Jerry without Rich Dalrymple. The way the Cowboys' PR structure is, players and whatnot, you go. There's a couple people there that you go through to to request interviews. If you want anything with Jerry or Stephen or Charlotte or Mike McCarthy, that all runs through Rich. Um, he's been there by his side daily since 2015. The Interesting part is he, he retired. Everybody was surprised by that. Vanetta writes that the retirement came several weeks after ESPN began interviewing people about the alleged incident and just days after ESPN contacted attorneys involved in the settlement. Dalrymple released a statement saying that the allegations had nothing to do with his retirement from a long and fulfilling career. He was, not, he was only contacted about this story after he had retired. And I call a little BS on that. Yeah. I call a lot of BS on that. Well, I mean, it, the, you got to figure the only reason he retired is because this was coming out. And the Cowboys said, look, this is about to explode. We're going to give you a way out. All right, gracefully, you announce your retirement. Go away. This is going to explode. You can be on a beach somewhere or in your wherever and stay away from all of this. And it'll just look better on everybody. Right. So they had to know that this was coming out. So many things don't add up here. And, and again, please, I'm not 
here to take up for Rich Dalrymple, but I just have a lot of questions. Mm -hmm. A lot of questions. First of all, seven years is a long time. All right? Rich Dalrymple works around media every single day. Mm -hmm. Dallas media, national media, San Antonio media. Nobody reported this. Nobody. I just don't believe that people are that loyal to Rich Dalrymple that if they would have gotten wind of this, they would not have reported it. We all have a lot of so every everybody that I know in the media has a lot of sources within the Cowboys Absolutely. organization. It's a leaky boat when it comes sure. to things from inside the star. It also shows that not everything makes its way out. You know, it it, it can be very controlled. But you've got to believe that s- several people within the organization were aware of the allegations and. I, I got to imagine that those four cheerleaders told all the other cheerleaders, right? I, I, would I mean, think so. they, they, you know, how, how the, how it, the rumors didn't spread like wildfire. That, that's kind of the surprising bit for me. Or I guess it is possible some members of the media may have heard some rumblings about it, tried to look into it, and there was, there was nothing there. They, they didn't make it anywhere. You know, the reason it's coming out now, seven years later, is while they were all signed a non-disclosure agreement, one of those uh, that signed the NDA turned that over to Vanetta. He 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 obtained one of the non-disclosure agreements. So, and well, that and that's how the story came out. It's been seven years, but it's been seven years because those people that signed the NDAs honored those NDAs until they until one of them did not. Well, I hope she's got that four hundred grand in the bank because if she turned it over to Vanetta. No, the Cowboys can sue her for violating that non-disclosure. I mean, there could be some trouble for her. Just a lot of things don't add up. The other thing is about the 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 photo, the upskirt thing with with Jerry's daughter. If you saw that, if you were watching, you're a fan. You saw that. Would you not call? I, I'd call my buddy Joe Trahan at WFAA and say, "Hey, Joe, did you see that?" Yeah. I mean, where was this guy before all of this? Well, a, a, again, apparently, a, again, according to the War and Peace article written on ESPN.com, because it, it takes a while to get there, he wrote it on some Facebook, some TV Facebook pages, hoping somebody would notice it. You're the investigators. You pulled that tape. You watched it. I got to believe the Cowboys watched that tape and. Rich had a pretty good explanation for whatever he might have been doing that the guy said was there. Because they took his phone. They went through his phone. I don't know how many phones he has. He's a PR guy, probably more than one. Probably. But at the same time, you're talking about my daughter? If I'm Jerry Jones, you're talking about my daughter? Hell, she's his boss, too. Uh, Yes. You're you're trying to do what? Um, I, I I just can't imagine that that happened and they knew about it, and they tried to cover that up. I got to believe that part of the story they investigated, and probably if I'm Jerry, had that investigated a little bit more thoroughly than some of the other accusations, right? Because you're talking about my daughter. Yes. Um, you wouldn't have a job. You you just flat out wouldn't have a job. You know, there's a there's a trust factor there that they all work so closely together. And again, we were at a party at Nobu. In August at Cowboys training camp, Rich is there, Jerry's there, Steven's there, Charlotte's there, everybody's there. There was anything that seemed awkward or out of place. There was never anything that seemed awkward or out of place since I've been going to Cowboys camp since 2015. I mean, you always saw Rich with Jerry 
and with Charlotte and with Jason Garrett at that time. Uh, and, and you just, I mean, it just doesn't add up for me. And, and again, this may have all happened and may all be true. But I'm going back to the tape. Then they're good actors. And, and they're extremely uh, good if, actors. If, because Rich... Rich walks around like his stuff doesn't stink, if you know what I That's mean. That's exactly uh, right. He's and, a very slick kind of guy. And there is nothing about him that looks like he's been put in his place. No. Ever, at least publicly. And again, publicly at events, they all act like they're one big family. And that there's there's nothing going on or any kind of distance or anything like that. So, I, I, I again... There's a lot more. This is the tip of the iceberg part of the story. You know, Rich Dalrymple, his face is on TV right now, as is uh, Don Vanetta, who wrote the article on, on ESPN television. Obviously, you know, we're in a studio with the TV muted, so we don't know what's being said. But, you know, I got to believe for, for Don, it's pretty much what he's been saying all day. And for Rich, just to have your name associated with this, it's going to be hard for him to get over. And the retirement, the the announcement there. The bigger concern for the Cowboys might be at this point. You know, yes, they paid the $2.4 million. So you go back to what little Danny Snyder had to deal with. And now you've got the Congress. You've got, what is it, the House Committee on Oversight and Reform that is targeting the, the Redskins and their emails. Are they going to start now targeting the Cowboys and their emails? Well, Maybe you know, maybe I, mean, I, mean, I look, think, John, I think John Gruden doesn't have a job now because of things that were written in email. Look, I ten think, years ago, I think you could go into anybody's NFL organization and you could probably find some bad emails. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would just—I I don't. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure that out. Now, Rich Dalrymple sent out a statement today. He claims that this had nothing to do with his retirement, and he claims that he's innocent. None of this happened. So. There's, there's going to have to be a lot more come out and some harder proof before we start railroading the Dallas Cowboys and Rich Dalrymple because just a lot of things just don't add up. And and I don't know this guy. I've never heard of him before. Maybe he's a great writer for ESPN. I don't know. And I'm not saying that he's done anything wrong. But he's getting a lot of TV interviews today, a bunch, not just on ESPN, but all over the place. And I just, I want to wait and see. And when you throw out an article like this with one cheerleader's word, although they did settle and he admits that he was in there, Mm -hmm. okay, but still a lot just doesn't add up. And then you throw in the creepier part of this with the upskirt photos. Yeah. So Rich Dalrymple's reputation is toast. It is. Regardless of how this turns out. It, It is. And it probably would be with or without the settlement, but the settlement, while not an admission of wrongdoing, does say they found enough to write a check that big. As for Don Vanetta, according to his bio at ESPN.com, he's a senior writer and investigative reporter. He is a member of three Pulitzer Prize-winning teams for uh, journalism. He's written three books, including a New York Times bestseller. He's a 24-year newspaper career at the New York Times and the Miami Herald. You ever heard of him? No. I haven't either. I, I mean, but but again, it doesn't though, I mean, mean anything. It, 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 it's not like he's a 23-year-old guy with a blog. Look, uh, I, I mean, he's he's reputable, or ESPN wouldn't put him out there. And I imagine a lot of attorneys were looking at his writing and his research and his notes before they hit send and publish on this deal today. Now, a lot of the comments coming through on our Facebook live feed, and if you guys want to comment, please. Please do. 656-ESPN, 656-3776, or on Twitter, at Joe Ken's 5 
or at Jason Minix. There's a handful of comments saying that, Jason, you don't think $400,000 is life-changing money. And and it's not. I don't care. You know, one says, you know, if you're making 50000 400000 is a lot. It is. I'm not saying 400000 isn't a lot of money. But most of these cheerleaders are under 25 years old, right? So even if they put it all in the bank and tried to live off of, you know, $50,000 a year, how many years is that going to last? Maybe they, they're able to get a house. They're living in Dallas. Uh, not sure what the housing market was in 2015. But even if they put all that money towards a house, at some point, like a lot of these NFL athletes that make a couple of million they have three years in the league, and they're broke by 30 because they bought a house and can't pay taxes. You know, $10 million, $15 million, $20 million, millions, life-changing. 400000 that's not a whole lot of money for somebody that's 23, 24. And I would like to see where they're at right now. It would be interesting to see where those cheerleaders are with that 400 Did they do something with it? Did, and if they did, God bless them. I, it, Again, I, again, I've got a 23-year-old daughter. If somebody wrote her a check for $400,000 right now, uh, you would see a lot of front-row concert tickets, <laughs> some pretty good beach trips, a nicer car than her Kia that she has now, her Kia Forte. And the money would be gone. In a, in a couple of years, yeah. Um, you know, she'd probably put some in, I would hope, because, you know, but that's what I'm saying. It's not like you could take that $400,000 and head off to retirement. Right. You know, this isn't... You know, uh, you were hit by a truck and you see the TV commercial, you know, his guy's got $6 million. That's like, I'm not saying 400000 isn't a lot of money, but it's not life-changing money. And if you feel like you got the Cowboys by the sack and you can demand a lot of money, wouldn't you demand more than $500,000? That, well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, two point four million. It seems to me that if, if two point four split amongst four, sp- right? Yeah. So it seems to and me, and lawyers got paid exactly, and they got paid a bunch, yeah. right? At least forty percent of that. If you've got the Cowboys over a barrel, and look, these attorneys are not nice guys. All right, they're not going to say, "Oh, well, it's the Cowboys, and we're fans, and we're going to let them off the hook." That's not how it works. If you've got them over a barrel, aren't you demanding more than two point four million dollars? Sincerely, Jerry's got a staff of lawyers, right? Yeah, of course he does. How hard are you going to fight it? And generally, when you hear settlement and and if you're an attorney that's done this kind of stuff certainly not with the cowboys but if you've done this kind of stuff you know some of the attorney friends that i have you settle when you don't know if you're going to win or when the number is so big you can't turn it down jerry fought hard you know i mean they did his attorney yeah, he, he doesn't like to write a check no but again it but was he doesn't want the bad press it's more about his reputation so i think he probably would have paid more Pledge, you put that comment up there because it really kind of irritated me. Privilege talk. Really, Rudolph? I don't even want to respond to that. Yeah. That's I, ridiculous. Yeah. I, I I, don't know. I mean, I wish I had $400,000 to be privileged like that. I'm just saying over the course of your lifetime, when you're 20-something, 400000 isn't a lot. Look at all the players that have three years in the league, net over a million dollars, that don't have any of that money left and are in debt in their 30s. Yes. Right? You know, I've got a friend that played in the NFL for a couple years, bought his mama a house, he bought a house, lost them both because even though he paid cash for the houses, 
After the career was over, he couldn't pay the taxes anymore. Exactly right. It's not privileged. It's dealing in reality. Look, and it's just youth, okay? Yeah. I guarantee you, I, and I've said it many times, if I was an athlete back when I was 21, 22 years old, and got a $3 million contract, it probably would have been gone before I was 23. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just it's just a fact. When you're young like that, some some young people are smarter than others. I was an idiot. Yeah. Okay, so, and, and I admit <laughs> it, and that money would have been gone, or, or I would have been dead. One of the two. So, look, it's just a fact of life, and nobody's scoffing at $400,000. Okay, nobody. No, it's a lot of money. It's a it's lot a, of money. It's not life-changing money. But, I know when I signed up for the Navy, I got a $25,000 signing bonus. You thought you were rich. I, I did. That, that, <laughs> I, 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 dude, I had $25,000 uh, as soon as I got out of boot camp. That money was gone quick because I was living in New York City. Of course. Apartment on East 86 and 3rd. <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> Could have lived on the ship for free. There's just a lot to this story that, that needs to be told. And I, I just think right now there's just not enough for me to hang Rich Dalrymple or call him a pervert or whatever else. Everybody's been calling him all day long. And uh, I just there's a lot more to learn by this. And, and that's the problem with a story like this. It's that it, whether it's true or not, Dalrymple's done. Tip of the iceberg, though. There's got to be more to come we'll see. out of this story. We will uh, follow it. Now, there's there's more drama in Dallas. I mean, there's, oh my. there's always, always drama in Dallas. Mike McCarthy on Rich Eisen yesterday. Whew. He had some interesting <laughs> things to say. <laughs> but he loves being a part of the Cowboys yes, organization. He does. Interesting. He uses the word landscape quite a bit. <laughs> a lot of things in Dallas that we'll get into as we continue here on The Blitz. Second of things, The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 1033 FM. That's what I tell myself, but why you gotta be so heartless? I know you think it's heartless. You're tearing me Diplo. apart, and, girl, the heart is Diplo, hard along with country artist Morgan Wallen. Oh, wow. Don't know him either. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, I, come on, dude. Morgan Wallen? I, I have no idea. He got in trouble not too long ago for uh, uh, racist comments, maybe, or... Something like that, right, Pledge? I think it was something having to do with the Confederate flag. Yeah, something like that. Him. Anyway. Oh, good. Yeah, but he's got... Uh, no he, more Diplo or, or... Or that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Morgan Wallen. <laughs> that is crazy. Got a, he's got the mullet that yep. Joe Reinagle wants to grow out once he's done with Ken's. There you go. Ain't going to happen. Does he have a goatee? Probably he's a country star. Well, so there you go. Uh, it, it, it's part of it. Well, I'll be different then. You're going to be different. Yeah. And I can't sing or play a guitar. So there's a lot of differences. Look at that. Dude, that one picture kind of <laughs> looks like Johnny Manziel <laughs> with a mullet. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> We're looking at pictures of does, Morgan Wallace. He does got yeah. a goatee. He does, see? That's great radio. How about that? It's the Blitz. <laughs> <laughs> He's Joe Reinagle. <laughs> I'm Jason Minix. Spirited debate during the Ugh. commercial break on what is life-changing money. And I don't want it to get lost on what, what we're both trying to say, what I'm trying to say. $400,000 is a lot of money. It's a lot of money. If you're 20-something years old, that 400000 in most cases, in all likelihood, isn't going to be there when you're 
30 or 35 years old? You know, could it get you a jump start on a house? Could you get a nice vacation? I'm not saying it's nothing, and nobody is saying that. But for what you could have probably gotten, 400, it, 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 it's, it's, a small, it's a large amount of money for a very small amount of time because it can go in a hurry. Sure. And, and, uh, you know, some people are smart with that and maybe it can grow and, and stuff like that. Most young people, however, <laughs> yeah. are probably not, but 400 grand is a lot of money. Okay. Uh, it, it, nobody was saying that that's not a lot of money. Now we debated whether it's life changing or not. Perhaps it could be. It can get you some stuff that you can, might not it, be it, able it can to jump do. start your life. Sure, it, it, it's a jump start, but not life changing. And in a situation like they were in, you know, if you're settling with the Dallas Cowboys, if you're settling with a billionaire, yeah, um, I need more than four hundred grand. That's the point. And if, and, if, and then after taxes, you know, what's your what's your walk away money, right? That that's what I mean. It, it's you know even. Uh, you can find a, you can, you can buy a house for 200 grand. You can buy a house for 400 grand. You can buy a house for a million bucks, right? Um, right. You know, there, there's that there, but everything that comes with home ownership is, is going to be there. Well, I look at people now that will sell a house in somewhere in California, uh, a, a little small, nothing house, and they can buy a house here, pay cash for it. Four or five, six hundred thousand dollars, right? I mean, it's just the difference of of cost of living. There's also Jason, and I'm not an attorney and won't pretend to be, but I know that depending on the lawsuit and the settlement, some settlements are taxed, mm-hmm. some are not. Now, if you're injured, I know for a fact that money's not taxed. But if it's a claim uh, or some civil lawsuit, money is taxed. And and if you're an attorney out there and you know, uh, we'd I'd love to hear the answer, but I know. So I, I'm not sure if those cheerleaders' money was taxed, and if it was, 400 grand taxed at 20 percent. What is that? About 80 grand? It, well, isn't it a higher tax than tax bracket than I, that? See, I don't know, and and I don't want to give. But I'm just well, saying. Sure. I'm, the point is, and it's not privileged talk. The point being is that if you have the Dallas Cowboys over a barrel. And you don't. He, Jerry Jones does not want this to get out. Why do you settle for two point four million dollars? I a, think as a group, I think you have an opportunity to get a lot more than that. Is what I'm saying. And four hundred grand, maybe they didn't have the legs to stand on that they thought they did. Because if there's attorneys thought they did, they would have gone for a lot more. I would have. I would have. I. I. I, I mean, there you go. A billionaire. A lot more to this story to come out. I'm sure. I think the the hang up is the life changing. Like it's not going to set you up for the rest of your life, but it can change your it, life. It can jumpstart your enough. life. Fair I, enough. I mean, and, and, and again, although and I, I think I, that's the hang up between I, I, the comments. I, I just don't look at four hundred grand when you're twenty something as life changing money. Um, you know, if I'm in a lawsuit like that, you know, basically you've got the lottery ticket. You know what the numbers are. You just got to put them on the form. I'm going for a lot more, right? <laughs> I like, all right, I know these are the numbers. Uh, here's what it is. Who was it? Uh, um, was it Des negotiating with Jerry, mm-hmm. you know, uh, writing numbers on a, on a, on a tablecloth? <laughs> I mean, those are life, right. those are life changing numbers, numbers, right? For the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. Now, as far as the Cowboys, <sighs> have we been talking about the Cowboys today? I don't think so. <laughs> I, 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 
Cowboys are always in the news. Cowboys were going to be a part of the show today when we woke up this morning because of what Mike McCarthy said yesterday right. on the Rich Eisen show. And it does give you a a glimpse to the football side of of working for America's team, working for a guy like Jerry Jones. It was a weird offseason, uh, first month to the offseason for the Dallas Cowboys. Dan Quinn, the hottest coach on the market. He was interviewing for every job. He was. Everybody wanted some Dan Quinn. Yep. Jerry very publicly said, you know, there's assistant coaches that are, could be the head coach of this team, and they won't take that job because they know Mike McCarthy's not going to be the coach here forever. <laughs> you know, weird to hear that from your owner while yes, you still have a job. So Mike McCarthy yesterday on Rich Eisen said, yeah, it was it was it was kind of strange. It was it was odd, but he and Dan Quinn talked about it. He and Dan Quinn, he wanted Dan Quinn to stay. He wanted Dan Quinn to stay as the defensive coordinator. But when Dan went to go do interviews, it ultimately was was his decision. But according to Mike McCarthy yesterday on Rich Eisen show, he and Dan talked about it, and Dan was like, dude, you want me to take one of these jobs just because these storylines, it's going to be a distraction all next year. This narrative broke out, uh, I think, it, in reflection to the relationship that Dan and I do have. You know, he just said, hey, man, if I'm not comfortable with this narrative, um, you know, if, if, if you really feel like I need to take one of these jobs, you know, just be honest with him. And, I, and I, we kind of laughed about it, and I just said, Dan... 10 to 12 years ago, I'd, I'd tell you, please get the hell out of here. I don't want to deal with this. But the, the reality of it is um, I'm about winning. He's about winning. And the best thing for the Cowboys is for Dan Quinn to be here. And, you no, know, obviously it was his decision, his alone. But, I, you know, I clearly wanted him to know from from the start of all that that, uh, you know, I wanted him here. He wanted him here because that's the best interest of the Dallas Cowboys. I, I find that very interesting that Mike McCarthy, Joe, admitted – you know, 10 years ago, I wasn't comfortable enough to uh, deal with this. I am now, and I'll deal with it. It's weird, but I'd rather have you here and have people saying, well, you know, we're on a three-game losing streak. McCarthy's going to get fired because it's in the best interest of the team. That's a mature level that Mike McCarthy has reached, at least what he was saying to Rich Eisen. Well, and I think McCarthy's been in the league long enough, Jason, to know that it, this is part of the business. I'm sure this is not the first time that McCarthy has had somebody waiting in the wings to take his job. I mean, it's just the nature of the beast. Or if not him, he has seen it happen before. So, yeah, you're right. He is to a point now where he's a successful coach. He's made a lot of money. And it's like, hey, I want to win. So I need the best coaches around me to help me do that. And Dan Quinn was one of those guys. And so he wanted him to stay. And if they win a Super Bowl, it's going to be very difficult for Jerry Jones to say, McCarthy, you're out. And Quinn, you're in. So McCarthy's got to see it from that point of view, right? I need the best guys around me to get the most out of this football team so we can go up and win a Super Bowl. And then everybody's going to be happy. And the other part of it is whether it was Kellen, whether it was Dan Quinn, People wanting Mike McCarthy fired quickly. I'll raise my hand. I'm in that camp. <laughs> Jerry's 80. He's not a patient man. Mike McCarthy told Rich Eisen he never felt like, based on his conversations with Jerry, that he wouldn't come back as head coach of the Cowboys. You know, we have a lot of one-on-one -on -one conversations. Uh, we we discussed all these things. You know, we we um, you know, I never once felt that I was not going to be the head coach moving forward. And 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 frankly. 
I've been at this long enough. That's that's all I'm focused on. And I think the players, the coaches, football operations is is really is my main hold. I'm the leader of this football team, and I'm about winning. And that's that's all I've ever focused on, and that's all I ever will focus on. And um, are these narratives unusual? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've never dealt with anything like this. Um, do I wish I didn't have to come on here and answer questions about it? Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I wish we were talking about something else, but um, it is part of it's part of our landscape. It's America's team. You got a star on your helmet. There's always a circus ten out front, and Jerry Jones is the ringleader. And you had to figure McCarthy knew that coming in. I mean, he's not stupid, right? Sure. He's been in the league long enough to know that the Dallas Cowboys are a they're a show. They're a show every day of the year. And even when the season's over, we're talking Dallas Cowboys football. We're going to continue to talk Dallas Cowboys football un- coming up with the draft, with the combine, with all the stuff that's coming up, and with OTA starting up. So McCarthy knew what he was getting into. He, and it's just the nature of the beast. He did. The other part that I, I took out. Now, first off, Rich asked him one question, and Mike McCarthy went on for about six minutes. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm playing three different cuts pulled from one six-minute answer, right? Th- think about that. Yeah. You know, I've heard Mike McCarthy talk for a long time. He's not necessarily long-winded, no. right? Uh, he's not Jerry. You know, <laughs> J- Jerry takes six minutes to say hello and good morning. Yes. But... I do appreciate Mike McCarthy, and I talked about his maturity level dealing with Dan Quinn and, as he puts it, the landscape of, yeah. of the Dallas Cowboys. Rich Eisen asked him straight up, did you talk to Jerry not only about Dan Quinn getting the job, but what about Sean Payton and those stories? No, we talked about it. Uh, we, we, we talked about Dan's situation. Okay. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, we, we talked about Sean Payton's narrative also. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been discussed. You have discussed that with yeah, him. Yeah, Rich is what like, is, holy is, crap, you talked about Sean? Oh, my God. Follow-up, follow-up. What's a good follow-up? Really, the, the, just the conversation was, you know, uh, you and I are in this, you know, back-to-back, and, uh, you know, it's a partnership, and, you know, just focus on what we need to do moving forward. Um, and, you know, and he, he made some, you know, personal comments about, you know, how, how he feels about it, but, you know, that's really for, for him and I. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I'm very, very comfortable with, our relationship and our dialogue. I mean, it's uh, at the end of the day, uh, we we both want the same thing, and it's uh, and it's to, to you know to win the world championship. <laughs> All right, Mike. Um, you just pick up the phone and say, "So what's all this BS about Sean Payton?" I'm reading now, and you had a deal before, huh? Yeah, yeah. He's like my son. <laughs> love love me so much. He was the one that got away. Um, yeah, that's weird. That's I mean, weird. yeah, that, that's. I, I'm glad they're talking about it. I, I, I'm, 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 I would, I, I appreciate Mike McCarthy being open there, and it, when he's on with Robin Rudy during the season or last year, when I was a, having to wake up at seven o'clock in the morning to talk to him every Friday, um, <laughs> he, he always seems honest and as honest as a head coach can be. You know, where Jason Garrett. You felt like he just had a stack of index cards, and no matter what you asked him, he just grabbed an index card and read what was uh, scripted out by Rich Dalrymple. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> that guy again. Of course. Yeah, and, and I agree with you. Mike McCarthy is open. and But, again, it's that maturity as a head coach. He's been around. He's done this for a long time. He knows it's a business. He knows that, you know, you got to play these games sometimes. But you know what? The, it, this, this Rich Eisen interview is what it is. Jerry Jones can come out and say, you know what, Mike McCarthy's 
as safe as a baby in a cradle, right? And there's no problem. However, we go into the season, what are the questions going to be? Are you worried about your job? Mm-hmm. After you lose a couple of games. Ah, Sean Payton's waiting back here. Are you worried about your job? Jerry, are you going to make a change? Are you going to? It's going to be a circus more so than it already is. And it's just going to happen. The only way Mike McCarthy is not going to hear those questions, he goes 17 and 0. Otherwise, he'll hear them. You know, a a, a weird loss here. Eh, two or three losses. Dak's not playing well. The offense isn't doing what they need to do. It's going to be an interesting time. It always is for the Dallas Cowboys. We'll talk more about that. You bring up Dak. Interesting article with Dak Prescott today that we'll need to get into. Although uh, the Rich Dalrymple headline has uh, pushed Dak down the rundown. That is for sure. But we will get to Dak as well. And Bob Saget. (laughs) Poor Bob Saget. Poor Bob. Boy, the the more I read, the less natural causes I'm thinking. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. We'll, we'll, we'll talk the weirdness of the Bob Saget autopsy. The investigative as we version yeah. of the Blitz. Yeah, where's Don Vanetta to help <laughs> us out with this one? Rich Dalrymple with the PR spin on what really happened to Bob Saget. We'll talk about that as we continue here on the Blitz. It's Rob Thompson. Join Rudy J and I tomorrow morning from 7 till 10 on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250 and 103.3 FM. Tomorrow, the Blitz is going to be live out at Texas Cheer Liquor Store number 3, Highway 90 in Montgomery. Come see us out at Texas Cheer tomorrow, 4 to 7. The Blitz live out on location. He's Joe Ryanagle. I'm Jason Minix. Poor Bob Saget didn't just go to bed and die like we all thought. Well, it doesn't just, seem that way. No, I'd say, I mean, you know, originally it was like, you know, he had his comedy tour, went to the hotel, the Ritz-Carlton, went to bed and woke up dead. All right? I mean, it just was natural causes. Uh, we heard, you know, he bumped his head, and, but probably didn't think about it. Well, now the family is suing, uh, trying to, uh, in court, trying to get a judge to block the autopsy stuff from coming out because what has come out makes it go, oh, let's see how natural this thing was. It says that he either got hit over the head with a baseball bat or something to that effect or fell 20 to 30 feet. I mean, that's how severe the injury was. So it makes you believe, I mean, man, did somebody follow him into his hotel room? And But I don't know. Wouldn't well, there be a mess in the – I, I just don't know. It's, it's just – it's it's a mystery for sure. I, I look at – I'm reading in the Associated Press article that uh, Saget's wife, Kelly Rizzo, and his three daughters filed a lawsuit in Orlando asking a state judge for a ruling that would prohibit the release of any records from the local medical examiner's office uh, for those uh, trying to find out more about – Bob Saget's death the night before he was uh, performing, then went to the Ritz Carlton in Orlando. The medical examiner said last week that Saget had died from an accidental blow to the head. An autopsy report showed that Saget had an abrasion on his scalp, a fracture at the base of his skull, fractures around his eye sockets, bleeding between the brain and tissue covering the brain, as well as bruises to the brain. Wow. Toxicology and uh, analysis didn't show any illicit drugs or toxins in his body. That sounds like a, a pretty serious fall. Yeah. Um, the attorneys for the Saget family say no legitimate public interest would be served by the release or dissemination of the records to the public. Well, so, they're probably right, although obviously people are curious as to what happened. I mean, Bob Saget was beloved. Right. I mean, a lot of people love this guy and everybody was surprised that 
you know, he, he died at such a, an early age. And, and after he had just had a pretty, he was on a successful comedy tour. He, he was. Now, during the course of the autopsy and death investigation, according to the AP, the medical examiner's office and sheriff's office created, quote, graphic videos and photos of Saget's body, as well as audio recordings. And wow. they're, they're trying to keep those from being released to the public as well. But at what point does it seem like the uh, Orlando police or the sheriff down there, whatever county that is, needs to open up a murder investigation? Does you know, or, or foul play of some kind? It just sounds a whole lot more than what we were originally led to believe that he went to bed and never woke up. Yeah, you got to figure that uh, there is an investigation. At least I hope there is, and. I, I'm assuming the family has a good reason for wanting to keep all of this quiet. Well, and- I, I would just think I, I don't want to see photos and video all over TMZ of the autopsy. Fo- like, And really, we don't need to see that. No, I, I don't want to see it either. Although we TMZ will, has it, I'll I click on it. I guarantee you they'll. They, it will happen. <laughs> it will happen. But I feel bad for Bob Saget and his family, and I, it, it really is. I hope that they get to the truth. Because for them, it's more important than the rest of us. It, it is. Um, but, man, this seems odd. It does. It, it it just seems very, very odd from maybe he bumped his head and had a brain bleed, didn't know, to all those kind of injuries. Yeah. And, again, that's how they described it. Either he fell from 20 to 30 feet or got hit with a baseball bat. Can I tell a funny story? Please. Of course I can. We can use it. So we're on the airplane flying back from Los Angeles. Ryan Eagle's tall, <laughs> right? <laughs> so on the new Southwest planes, the the way those overhead bends come down, for you tall people, it's a hazard. Ryan Eagle bumped his head. The guy behind us said, don't go Bob Saget. I know. It's <laughs> exactly what happened. Head. So I, I, mean, I didn't sleep the whole trip back. Yeah, that's BS. No, it is. <laughs> Maybe it shook a few things loose, though. Uh. No, I feel bad for Bob Saget. I do family. too, man. I it's do. Just, I, it but sounds no, weird. Yeah. But I was thinking, you know, that guy's onto something. Every time you pump your head, you don't want to go Bob Saget. It's that's, be, that's true. Now that might not happen because no. we, there might be more to this than than we know. Kind of, kind of interesting. It is. You want to talk Dak or Rich Dalrymple? Let's talk some Dak. And we'll get into Rich too. The, the big story of the day that. is yeah. Rich Dalrymple. Oh my goodness! Here we go. We'll talk Dak coming up. Spurs, they play tonight. Maybe we'll do that some of maybe that. Maybe we do that, right? We'll do, we'll, we'll do something. Joe Reinager, Jason Minix, The Blitz. It is The Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. Why is it every time that horn comes on, I'm sitting here like I'm playing the piano? You that, that? Is, that is what Trombone Shorty does. I know, but I'm I'm pretending like I'm playing the piano. That's not the piano, is it? it that is not <laughs> right. So I'm just saying, why is that? I mean, I'm, I like the music, but I'm sitting there like I'm playing it on the piano. Is that weird? I don't know. Are you talk for a minute. Maybe it was because of that bump on my head. Sorry, I need to re- from the airplane. I'm going to return. It might be when old Bob Saget. I've been trying to get uh, Don Vanetta on the show. Yeah, uh, he just emailed back. Swamp. Let's do it tomorrow. So let me while he's answering emails send him an email back. interesting uh, let's 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 let joe ryan eagle tell you a good story about checking your mail oh my goodness well yeah you know 
it's not something that I do very often, right? I mean, and my wife, Maggie, it's just mail is just not something we do. And we should, right? Because it's, it's not a far walk, but it's a little walk down the street. So I was supposed to get a nice gift set, if you will, or a goodie bag from Gulf Coast Smoke. Yes. Right? So I come in today. Jason asked me, hey, Joe, did you get your, uh, your little goodie bag? And I said, well, nah, I haven't seen it. And he goes, oh, well, so he texts the guy, and the guy said, well, it was delivered February 8th, <laughs> according to my uh, tracking system here. And so I said, oh. And he said it was in put into the metal box. Yeah, the mailbox. The, the metal. But <laughs> the, yeah, it is. You, you go to your mailbox, though, and they leave you a little key in yeah, there, yeah. and then you got to unhook the uh -huh. other one, right? So that's where it was. Uh -huh. So as we, uh, I, I call Maggie, and I say, Maggie, can you, do you mind checking the mail? She does. <laughs> I guarantee it was a pile. Uh, it was, and that mail hadn't been checked in at least two weeks. And it was Your crazy. Because mailman hates you. He probably does. But you know, it's like most of the bills we pay are just automatic, right? I mean, they, uh -huh. they we've got it set up that way, so it's not like you're you're waiting for a bill and to pay it. So you're not. So I don't know. We should probably check it more than once every two weeks, but. You know, Sometimes we don't. The my dad's a retired letter carrier. Uh -huh. Was right. The idea when you know, like growing up, the mailbox was at the end of the driveway. Right. So it was easy to check your mail. Now we all have these cluster boxes. Like mine's not even on the street I live on. It's it's around the corner. And I yeah. So I got to drive past my house to to go check the mail. It, it's not on the way. Right. I don't check my mail every day like I should, or I don't know anybody that does. But I checked the mail when we got back. Joanna was checking it while while we were gone. I don't know, probably twice. But today's what Wednesday. I Wednesday, checked the yeah. mail yesterday. I'm guessing she probably hasn't checked it since I don't know last Friday, Saturday. There was nothing in there but political postcard ads. Yeah, and a bunch of crap. Mm -hmm. Like everything there went into the trash. They should put up a recycle bin next to the post office, so I don't even have to take that crap to the house. Can you imagine how much money that these political parties spend? It's crazy. And I know, being in the TV business for as long as I have, the executives, the suits on the third floor, love political season. Oh, yeah. Because we're inundated with, with commercials. And so they, that's good revenue. That's free. good revenue, yeah. right? So this time of year with the, with the primaries coming up in March, yeah, there's a lot of TV ads. And then we'll take a little break. And then as we get closer to November, uh -huh. there will be a bunch more. So this is one of those years that, uh, you know, we'll have those meetings sometimes at the first of the year. So that's going to, you know, our, our uh, revenue projection is going to be great this year. But then we have that same meeting next year. <laughs> it's yeah. like, well, we're going to have to tighten the belt yeah. because it's not going to be quite as not good. Not a political yes. season. <laughs> All right. Now, now I, I I learn new things every day. See, this would have been good for you when you were getting a package from Gulf Coast Smoke. Uh, John Robbins, our good friend, just texted me and said, you know, idiot, you can sign up to get pics of your mail. It's great. I was like, what? So apparently, and I don't know anything about this, but Google it, your post office will send you photos of the mail that's coming to you. Uh, including packages. Really? Like the mail guy doesn't have anything better to do, so at least you know whether it's worth your time to walk down to the mailbox and get it. I didn't. I, know, I didn't know that was a thing. I had no clue that was a thing. I had no. I had. You, you would think that the post office might advertise such a thing. They probably sent something in the mail and it just got immediately <laughs> thrown away. <laughs> you can sign up for this. Well, how did he know about it? That's what I want to know. John Robbins knows everything. He knows everything. A anything you ever want to know. Yeah. Ask John Robbins. John, how did you know?
<laughs> How do you find out about that? And who do you call? You just call you, the post you, office? You go to a website called informeddelivery.usps.com. Okay. They should pay us for that. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea that was a thing. Says the salesman in yeah, Jason well, Minutes. You have no idea <laughs> that that was, that was a, I, a possibility. Well, I wonder how many people did. Well, I don't. I, we I can't just, be the only two that didn't know that. I just want to know. And again, knowing that my dad, you know, after he retired from the army, was was at the post office for twenty something years. The uh, post office, like everybody else, shorthanded, right? All, there's all this other kind of stuff. But you ever walk into a post office and you're waiting in line because there's only one guy in there working? Yeah. So who's back there scanning photos? Or scanning all your stuff to send you an email. Well, I wonder if they maybe they stick it in some machine or something well, on clearly a. It's called a scanner on a, on a belt, right? And I, so they scan it and it just automatically goes to you. I don't know. I, I like the fact that you know, like if you order something, you know, like I just had something delivered from Fanatics. You know, you get an email right away that it's been delivered, which is, hey, let me go check my mail, and then I see everything else that's in there. Did you get a Washington Commanders jersey? I did not, and I never will. <laughs> And some SOB that was rolling around Radio Row in his Washington Commander gear swears to God he didn't know there was a San Antonio Commanders. Yeah. And actually pretended like he didn't know there was an Alliance League. <laughs> and they're stealing everything from San Antonio, including Pledge and RJ Ochoa used to do the pregame show, and they would always end it, let's ride. That was one of the hashtags, and the hashtag take command, and the damn... WFTWTF football team, they've stolen all of those things. <laughs> well, why not? You don't have to make stuff up. You've got it already. They probably said, hey, let's see what San Antonio did with that, and, and we'll just take it all. Absolutely. I mean, there's no more San Antonio commanders, so it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of like a garage sale. Kind of. Right? So the, the Washington commanders are buying it all up. I certainly hope that, um, that the... Uh, Commanders, the dude that shut the league down, got some money from Danny Snyder to to go with that name. Well, he needed it to pay everybody <laughs> off, probably. So well, those are bills that are never going to get paid. But no. I'm glad you finally checked your mail. You're Me gonna, too. You're going to barbecue well now. So I've got some good stuff, mm -hmm. and uh, even got the gloves for a. That's for a brisket, right? Or or anything hot. Well. <laughs> But I, when you get your Traeger, here's the scary part. I can't wait for that, by my the My wife is using my Traeger as we speak. Wow. For, first time. Well, because I am I'm I have to come to work now, so I can't yeah, grill every day. Right. So she bought some some uh, turkey thighs, and she wanted to put them on. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what it was like. Wait a minute. It was, it was a strange phone call earlier, and, and she was like, and she's using uh, uh, the Southern Hospitality Gulf Coast Smoke oh, okay. uh, tonight. Yeah. But she's like, hey, I want to use the Traeger. Well, my app is telling me that the thing is in use. And I'm like, what? All right. Is it at the right temperature? Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. Maybe she knows more about it than you do. She probably does. <laughs> she, she probably does. Wait a minute. I, I don't, I've seen turkey legs. <laughs> me too. I've never seen turkey thighs <laughs> anywhere. I have no idea. Wow. I mean, but, you know, now that I'm back at work, you know, for, for 24 years of our marriage, Dinner was on her, or if she would call me and say, what are you making for dinner? That was my cue. We were going out to eat because I make <laughs> reservations. Right. Then I start working from home, start grilling, and, you know, she was cooking one or two nights a week, if that, because I was grilling every night during the show. And so now that she's back to cooking every night, we've had a lot of pasta-type things and some rice-type things, and 
she wanted something different and found that and well, now know. that she's uh, learning how to grill, you may not have to do anything ever again. <laughs> You're don't, okay with that, I don't huh? think I haven't thought about that. <laughs> Although, it is kind of weird when your your Traeger is talking to you like, hey. Who is this? Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, your grill, your, your, your Traeger is done preheating. Nice. So I'm checking at the temperature. She's got super smoke going, so that's good. So, yeah. Okay, so she's doing well. She's 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 doing well. See, it, then, I, then I looked up on the video camera to see what was going on in the in the, in the backyard to see yeah. make sure you know everything was good. She's she's doing well. You're spying she, on your wife. I'm not spying on my wife, but you're she, obviously she, spying she, on she your right wife. Right now is on the back porch. The Traeger is going, and she's sitting in the recliner with a beer in her hand. That's all I'm saying. I'm you're not spying, spying on your wife. I'm just making sure everything's okay with the yeah, trigger. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's like a baby cam. Yeah. Joanna, cover that camera now. <laughs> Turn it off. Turn it off. <laughs> she can't. <laughs> she can't. <laughs> you know, we just do the rest of the show and you can spy uh, on your no, wife. I'm looking at the baby cam. I'm seeing the baby's doing okay. Smoking along. Wow. It's all good. I'm kind of jealous, actually. I'd like to be sitting on the back porch having a cold beer. <laughs> exactly. Be nice. The good old days of working from home. <laughs> They're gone. Speaking of, tomorrow Woo. we're going to be live out at Texas yes. Cheer Liquor over there on uh, 90 in Montgomery. It's uh, Texas Cheer Liquor Store number three, Highway 90 in Montgomery, the Blitz, live from four to seven. You know, last week, Micah Parsons was rolling around Radio Row, the rookie defensive player of the year. <laughs> Shut up, Fletch. Um, you, you look at, at, at Micah Parsons doing the rounds, fun guy, says a lot of things, but he was asked to rank the quarterbacks in the National Football League. Right. I would say Mahomes, and then I would put Josh Allen second. Then I will put, like, Rodgers. Rodgers might be ahead of Josh Allen, to be honest with you. Okay. Rodgers, Mahomes, Josh. But then I would say Kyler. And then I would say, like, my fifth ones, like, tied at fifth because, like, they've been through a lot this past year, would be, like, Lamar and Dak. No Joe Burrow? No. Why doesn't he crack the top? Joe's, like, extremely good. But, like, some games, Joe would, like, have a day. But in some games, like, he's not there. Mm. Tell me more about how you know when those not-there games are happening. Against the Bears. He threw like, I don't know. I wouldn't say it's easy to get his head because I haven't played him, but I'm playing him next year. So I don't want this to get to him. And he come out here down to AT Stadium and throw for 400. And be like, he said that in an interview. So I don't want to <laughs> see nothing crazy. Hey, yo, Micah Parsons with ESPN's Diana Rossini. And, you know, Pledge might talk about the backpedaling that you heard Micah Parsons doing there. But in reality, Micah Parsons is a smart dude. He knows exactly what is going on in, in the world. And he knows that of the last 16 quarterbacks to lose their Super Bowl debut, they've never made it back to the big game. That's incredible. Do not put money on Joe Burrow and the Bengals getting back because history says it's not going to happen. That You know, that's incredible. And I, I, I just saw that, and uh, I, I would I had no idea. But that is, that's crazy talk. Think about this list. The last 16 quarterbacks to lose in their Super Bowl debut. Jimmy Garoppolo, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan, Cam Newton, Colin Kaepernick, Rex Grossman, Matt Hasselbeck, Donovan McNabb, Jake DeLome, Rich Gannon, Kerry Collins, Steve McNair, Chris Chandler. Chris Chandler made a Super Bowl? Uh, Drew <laughs> Bledsoe, Neil O'Donnell, and something called Stan Humphreys. 
I remember Stan Humphreys. Well, with the uh, Chargers. They yeah. got destroyed yeah. by the 40 Winers in that game. But you think about that list. Not one of those guys ever made it back to the big game. That is incredible because, you know, the saddest one, obviously, was, was Dan Marino. And uh, so, you know, that was crazy. But um, I, that's quite a list. And it, it, most of the guys on that list were, were not very good to begin with. There are some that were very good. But but some weren't very good to begin with. Yet they all were able to make it to a Super Bowl. I think about Neil O'Donnell, Super Bowl thirty against the Dallas Cowboys when Larry Brown was the MVP. Larry <laughs> Brown to, got a couple of interceptions, defensive back one MVP, and somebody today of all days, I have no idea who left a belt buckle on my desk from the Cowboys Super Bowl thirty championship. I have no idea where this came from. I don't know who who gave it to me. Who knows? Uh, yeah, you you mentioned Larry Brown. Yeah, he got a big contract, I think, with the Oakland Raiders. After that, you never heard from him again. No, but he's Super Bowl MVP, like a yeah, champ. That's true. Su- Super Bowl thirty. It is interesting when you look at that list. History not on the side of the Cincinnati Bengals of getting back under Joe Burrow. So maybe Micah Parsons wasn't backpedaling because he realized, yeah, I probably shouldn't say this, but at the same time. Was Dak on that list? Dak was on that list. Where was he? I didn't. I don't or, think he was. Five? Was five? Wait, 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 no, I wasn't are, five. Are you not a good listener? Were, were you not a good listener? I guess I not. would say Mahomes, and then I would put Josh Allen second. Then I would put like Rogers. Rogers might be ahead of Josh Allen to be honest with you. Okay. Rogers, Mahomes, Josh. But then I would say Kyler, and then I would say like my fifth ones, like tied at fifth. Because like they've been through a lot this past year, will be like Lamar and Dak. No, Joe Lamar Burrow. and Dak. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So time for fifth. So really six. So Kyler Murray's better than Dak in Micah Parsons' mind. That is correct. And Kyler Murray torched the Cowboys, so he's fully aware of what Kyler Murray can do. Although Kyler, you know, who knows what's going to happen with him? Going by that, I guess Jimmy Garoppolo's better than Dak. No, he's they they didn't. Make I'm just the list. saying. I mean, I'm just, I'm just by saying. your logic. Quarterbacks that kick the Cowboys. By ass. your logic, so Jimmy G did not kick the Cowboys' ass. I'm just going uh, by I'm, your I'm logic. Saying, here. Teddy Bridgewater. I'm not looking at <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater. I, I'm That's going a good with point. what Micah said. Uh-huh. What did Micah Parsons say? Right, right. He he's got Dak as a top five, six quarterback. So Dak is better than Joe Burrow in in Micah Parsons. In Micah mind. Parsons' mind. What does Jason Minnick say? I would take Dak today over Joe Burrow. You would. I, I would. Okay. Look, I'm, I'm a big D- fan of Dak Prescott. Dak, Dak Prescott I am. is a top ten quarterback in the NFL. He's not in the super elite class, but he's in that next year of quarterbacks. And until he goes to a Super Bowl, it's going to be hard for him to get over it. But when you look at Dak Prescott, and, and I find this, there's an article that Jory Epstein has in USA Today that is kind of surprising when you look at it and you think about where Dak Prescott is. But he started negotiating with the Cowboys on a new deal all the way back in 2019. This is the first offseason in four that he's got contract security. That's crazy, isn't it? And, you know, the article goes into talking about for, for Dak Prescott, now that he has that big contract and security for himself, how involved is he going to be in the Cowboys' offseason? And the quotes that Dak have, and they're, they're, they're very Dak-like quotes, but you get the impression that while he was negotiating and going on the tag and all the all that kind of stuff, that he wasn't overly involved. He, he says, I'm not going to go knock on the door and say, I want this, I want this, I want that, like you kind of think Aaron Rodgers does. 
But he says, I think with the contract I have, they'll value my opinion a hell of a lot more. Well, I would think so. But wouldn't you think, and, and, and I get where Dak's coming from, and that's just he's a gentleman, right? And I get that. But I think at this point in time in his career, and he's got the $160 million deal, I mean, I think he needs to have a say-so in some of these moves that, that Jerry and Steven are making at this point in time and, and, and have some say-so perhaps with Kellen Moore about what play calls they're going mm-hmm. to call and what things of those nature. I mean, look, Dak Prescott, if not, is going to end up at the end of his career just like Tony Romo. Yep. Okay? He's he's good quarterback, puts up great stats in the regular season, mm-hmm. but he just can't get it done. That's the that's the knock on Tony Romo. Tony Romo was a good quarterback. I think everybody agrees with that. He was, and he's a lot better quarterback now that he's in the booth than when he was playing. There's a lot more Romo fans now than when he was playing. And Dak is falling into that same area that Tony Romo was living when he was the quarterback of the Cowboys. Fan base divided. You know, when when Tony Romo was playing, you were either like me and a Romosexual or you hated the guy. Yeah. And Dak Prescott is getting to the point where there are people that believe in Dak and other people that want him gone and think he's a bigger mistake than even Zeke, right? Um, because he hasn't gotten the Cowboys any further than Tony Romo. And when you're the quarterback, it's all on you. And now that he has that contract, he's going in the offseason. I would like to see the quote for Dak is, I think it depends on whether they ask me. I'm not going in and knocking on doors saying, hey, I want this done, I want that done, but I'm pretty sure that my opinion will be valued in certain decisions, as I hope. So with that being said, I just plan on helping the team get better every which way I can. Dude, all the pressure is on you. That's it. And Dak Prescott's a competitor. He is. So I hope he's in there uh, with Will McClay and with Jerry and Steven and Mike McCarthy saying, we need to fix the right guard. We need our left guard. We need to uh, find a new left tackle because, you know, Tyron's there, uh, whatever at receiver, whatever at Zeke, take emotion out of it, and let's go build us a football team that, that we can win with. Because like it or not, no matter what football team you're talking about, and it is amplified when you're the uh, quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, whether you win or not falls on you. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to look back in history and say, well, that offensive line was terrible, so it's nope. not Dak Prescott's fault. It's not Tony Romo's fault. It's Tony Romo's fault that the Cowboys never got to a Super Bowl. That's what fans say. And if Dak Prescott never gets them there, guess what? It's going to be Dak Prescott's fault. There's not going to be a graphic rolling around Twitter that says, of the last 16 left tackles to make their Super Bowl debut, (laughs) these left tackles never made it back. Right. Or running back or wide receiver. It's all about the quarterback. It is. So I would like to think that Dak, with new contract in hand, is a lot more demonstrative in those meeting rooms. And I guess when you're going through negotiations yourself, harder to have that input because you don't know what your long term is. You don't know what sure. they're really thinking. Well, they're married now. Yeah. They, they're they're not getting out of it. So you know, you're figuring out what the new living room furniture is going to be. You both have to agree on it. You can't just come home and say, "Hey, here's the new couch," and your wife says, "Well, that's ugly as hell." Right? right? I, I mean, it, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. And hopefully, Dak will get a little more aggressive. I think Dak wants to win, and you hit the nail on the head when you say he is a competitor, and he is, man, and he wants to win. He truly wants to win. So he needs to be a quarterback all the way around, on the field and off, 
And that includes having those conversations with Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore and Jerry Jones and say, look, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I think you guys need to look for in the draft, uh, in the free agent market, or wherever that happens to be. And and I think they're going to listen to him because he knows. And you did pay him. You trust him. He's your guy. You got to listen to him. And he needs to speak up. And when you think about the Cowboys drama on the field, Cowboys are dealing with some drama off the field. So maybe Jerry's going to be a little bit more distracted and spending time with lawyers. So maybe, you know, Dak, you guys help out Will McClay. Tell, tell him what you need because <laughs> I got to go fix the fixer's mess. We'll get into that as we continue here on The Blitz. This is The Blitz with Joe Reinagle and Jason Minix, San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minix. I got some news here. All right. This is interesting. Now, All it's right. a tweet by Nathan McKinnon. Who? Nathan McKinnon. I'm not sure what he does or where he is. <laughs> All right. But I'm assuming he's with the Cardinals. So take it with a grain of salt. Uh-huh. Cardinals Kyler Murray reportedly had a recent meeting with ownership in which he made multiple demands. One of those demands, the Cardinals must land Cowboys wide receiver C.D. Lamb through a trade. Murray strongly desires playing with his close friend on the same team. You know, the OU roots are strong. That's such immature BS. And uh, say what you want about Dak Prescott, at least we don't hear that kind of crap. I agree. I, I, you know, one of the comments on the live stream, whether it was on uh, Facebook Live or YouTube, I'm not sure, was like, Dak needs to be more assertive. I'm pretty sure he is. Um, he needs to in- assert himself in off-season decisions. Be the leader we know he is. Don't be like Kyler and point fingers. Uh, or be a drama queen like Aaron Rodgers. CD ain't going anywhere. No, and, and, I don't and think here's so. the thing. Even even for hop in a first is what Pledge is putting up there. Which I'd do that in a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? I, you know, but what? <laughs> what, what I, I mean, what was the last time DeAndre Hopkins had a good, solid, healthy season? Dude, I would do that in a heartbeat. Are you kidding me? DeAndre Hopkins is still the best wide receiver in the league. And a first. I'm with you there. What did we do with Amari? Well, he's gone anyway. I'm afraid. You know, uh, well, maybe that changes Amari a little bit. I'm I'm just saying it, it, it's interesting. It is it is interesting. I'd be I'd be interested in Cowboy fans think about that. Would you trade C.D. Lamb to the Cardinals for DeAndre Hopkins in a first round draft pick? You know, on paper, yes. When you look at the nuts and bolts of it, I've still got a couple of years of C.D. Lamb on a rookie deal, and DeAndre Hopkins is getting paid. Well, true. And, and the Cowboys already have salary cap implications. They do, uh, which is why you're going to see Amari Cooper. M- likely moving on unless he takes a massive restructure of his deal. We're not talking logically here, Jason. We're talking fantasy land. All right, but I try to talk logically because (laughs) I deal with Mr. Fantasy Land, James Pledger, on a a regular basis. And again, Pledge saying, well, why wouldn't you do that when you have somebody over a barrel? Problem is, Kyler might have Cliff over the barrel, but that has nothing to do with Jerry. And so if Jerry knows you're over the barrel, he's going to want two ones. Or... A hop and a watt. Let, let, let's figure out what we can do. Um, but I, I honestly, I don't see that happening. 
CeeDee Lamb's still on a rookie deal. you got to get the most out of those young players. I just wonder, what is Kyler Murray's situation in Arizona? He's got one year left, uh, and then they can pick up his option. So, so why all he's, of this? He's, he's using the Zeke playbook. I want to get yeah, paid two years exactly, early. That's exactly what he's doing. And, and it's sad. It really is sad to see. Because Kyler Murray is obviously a very talented football player. Mm-hmm. He can do a lot of things. So why do this? I mean, it was multiple demands, one of them being he, he's got to play with C.D. Lamb. I mean, yeah, I mean, football, it's not college. And again, I'm sure he wants to, because because he's thinking fantasy land. You know, is he saying, I mean, because to get a C.D. Lamb, it would cost you a DeAndre Hopkins. But I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to give up a D-hop. Of course he does. I, I mean, right? So, so what do you, uh, you know, hey, Mr. GM Kyler Murray, um, what are you going to threaten to quit and go play baseball if you don't get get a CD Lamb? Uh, it, it just makes no it makes no sense to me. And the immature way with the social media, and I realize right. you know I'm 49 now. I just turned 49. I can say this: uh, them damn kids and their social media. <laughs> all right, um, I'm, I'm getting to that age. I'm almost there. You're there. Uh, uh, not not quite yet. You're an old soul. But I, I look at. I, I like the idea of scrubbing your social media. Shut up. Um, making multiple demands, but you're a finger pointer. You you take no responsibility when things aren't going well. You didn't want to go back into the game. Is that the guy you want in your foxhole? Is no. that the guy you want leading your team? And you wonder. Look, other GMs see this. Mm-hmm. Other coaches see this. And do they want? A Kyler Murray on their team. Micah Parsons just rated Kyler Murray ahead of Dak Prescott. He did. He so, was undefeated at AT&T well, Stadium. So they don't play all <laughs> their games at AT&T Stadium, unfortunately, for Kyler Murray. Well, and Kyler wasn't good at home this year. No. He, he was better on the road. Well, for a while. And yeah. then that, that team just kind of fell off a cliff. Except, except, except when they came to AT&T Stadium. That was the highlight of the second half of their season, was playing the Cowboys. So they can't play the Cowboys every game. They can't play at AT&T Stadium every game. But, you know, Kyler Murray is still a young man. He's got a lot of maturing to do, and obviously he's showing that he's very immature. I, I just, it would be very, and again, interesting offseason. Wonder what the conversations are like, because if I'm Arizona, and I look at the team that I think that I have, Kyler's got another year, and then they could do something with him, or they could trade him. Yeah. If if I'm Arizona and I'm tired of this kid's crap, am I on the phone with Houston? I'll get give me Deshaun for Kyler. Wow, I, I, I mean, interesting. I, 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 you look, you know, because what's the latest reports? Deshaun is looking at Minnesota, Minnesota, Tampa Bay, and Tampa Bay. Yeah, all of a sudden Arizona could be in that mix. Why not? If 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 you're the Arizona Cardinals and you've got Kyler Murray making these demands. Aren't you looking at your other options at quarterback? Now, you can't get rid of them for just anybody. It's not like, you know, let's say the domino effects that, you know, Aaron Rodgers ends up in San Francisco, so Trey Lance becomes available. They're not going to do something like that. But if I'm Arizona and, you know, I'm their GM and I'm hearing this or I'm Cliff and I'm hearing this and I'm thinking, call Houston. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Let's see what uh, what the options are. Get that Easterby dude on the line who's really running things in Houston. <laughs> he does dumb stuff all the time. Uh, let's see if we'll just trade quarterbacks. And maybe it won't be three ones, but you get a good young quarterback. 
Yeah, you and, do. And, and Arizona ends up with a Deshaun Watson. A good young it's, quarterback. It's fantasy land, but I wonder how what kind of hardball Arizona would be willing to play in a situation like this. Well, it's interesting to say because, um, you know, Lovey Smith is wanting to get this Deshaun Watson distraction out yes. quickly. In fact, he wants it done what the the NFL season, I guess, business season begins on like March 12th. Yes. He wants it done by then. Yeah. So he wants this thing done. And, um, you know, despite the Houston Texans' ineptitude, they may have stumbled onto a great hire. Despite the fact yeah, that they I didn't agree. want Lovey Smith, they may have just stumbled and fallen into the greatest hire that they could have ever made. They they got the right guy, just weird route to get there. And when they make a deal for Deshaun Watson, they are quickly going to have an upside that we didn't know was there, right? When you, when you look at, what do they do with those all the draft picks that they are going to get for Deshaun Watson? The rebuild in Houston could be pretty good and pretty quick if they can get out of their own way. The problem is, even with all those picks, so far from what we've seen from Easterby and Nick Casario, I, I don't know if they're really going to be any better than they were when it was Bill O'Brien making dumb decision after dumb decision. Yeah, you may be right. and But then you add a guy like a Kyler Murray, and then all of a sudden... Well, oh, you may be talking about the Houston Texans. And and, and I wonder, at, at the other point of that, Davis Mills wasn't awful. No, not at all. And I think his upside is, is good. So uh, who, who knows what they really think of their quarterback of the future? Is Davis Mills actually the quarterback of the future for the Houston Texans? I just wonder. Now, granted, if I can get a Kyler Murray over Davis Mills, bye, course. Davis. Yeah, bye. of course. I just wonder what happened. What happened in Arizona that has Kyler Murray so upset? He's a kid that's not used to losing. I guess. Have you ever met an only child that has never done anything wrong? You have, haven't um, you? No, mine has done plenty wrong. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I mean, you know, I, and I do. I have an only child, and she's got only child syndrome, right? <laughs> Is Kyler Murray an only child? Can we look that up real quick? But, you know, there, there's you, – you, you, we'll, we'll meet – Guys that are only children. Yeah. And you could tell they've never done anything wrong in their life. Right. That is Kyler Murray. Mm -hmm. He's used to, I mean, you saw what he did in high school. You saw what he did in college. He's not used to losing. And clearly he doesn't know how to lose. And it's hard to figure out and learn how to lose at the NFL level. I look at Trevor Lawrence. That's a kid that didn't lose a lot ever no. in his life until he made it to the NFL. But he has learned how to lose humbly kyler murray has not it's interesting i don't know what happened over there uh it, you know because at the beginning of the season that team was thought of as a, a super bowl contender right i mean they were they were the team to beat they were playing well they seemed to be clicking on all cylinders and then all of a sudden they fell off a cliff um and then you know it's, and that's got cliff kingsbury on the hot seat in a lot of ways, and he will be on the hot seat as we go into next season, depending on what they do. And then, obviously, this doesn't do them any good to have Kyler Murray coming in and and, and start demanding things. And it, it, it's just, I, I I hate it when these things happen. I hated it when Zeke Elliott did it. Mm -hmm. I I did, and I, I I don't know. I didn't listen to you. I'm not sure. Were you saying these same things when Zeke was doing this? You weren't listening. Well, 
from time to time. Bastard. I, I worked during this time. I did. It's your, it would be your TV dinner time. Yeah, but you weren't talking about it at 6.30. You're probably talking about it from 4 to 5. Oh, is that it? Because if you don't hear it, we never talked about it. Of course. I, I know how the game is played. Uh, Kyler's got two siblings, a brother named Kevin and a sister named Precious. Okay. I don't know if he's the youngest then. He's probably a middle child. The well, middle, this middle child syndrome. I hate, Everything I just said is middle child middle syndrome. Child, they they the don't ever child. get what they want. I, I just, just hate just that. Everything I said about the only child, apply that to the middle child. I just think Kyler Murray is a, an exceptional talent, and he's got a bright future in the NFL if he doesn't let that thing between his ears get in the way. You know, and 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 his and his heart and his it just you got to get out of the way, play football, do the best you can. Got to be a good teammate. You got to be a good teammate. And when I look at <laughs> when when I look at finger pointing in the locker room, mm-hmm. that's not being a good teammate. Not at all. Again, no. see, it's, it's fantasy world. I, Pledge takes the stupid comments and takes them off the screen in a hurry. <laughs> Jay Glenn, I love you, man, but come on, dude. Trade Watson to Washington for Chase Young and two first rounders. Yeah, that'd be Why great. Why the hell would Washington do that? They Think wouldn't. about it. No. They wouldn't. I mean, that that's just dumb. Sure, I'd love that. Yeah, of course. Uh, absolutely. Houston would love that, yeah. too. At the same time, let's trade uh, C.D. Lamb. No, uh, not C.D. Lamb. Because all Kyler really wants is somebody with a star in a summit. We'll trade him Noah Brown or the rights, too, because I don't even know if he's still on the team. And Bryce Butler. What the hell? He lives in Scottsdale. Uh, to, to Arizona for DeAndre Hopkins. Let, let's do that. If yeah. We're going to talk dumbass stuff. We're talking Come stuff, on. right? Yeah. No, that's not going to happen. That, and that would, be, that would be great for Houston to do that. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what Houston ends up doing because it's time. It's coming down to it. And they want to get this done. They're sick of it. And I think it's at the end of this month when Watson uh, finally is deposed. He's going to have them all right? paid off before then. Well, he needs to he needs to take care of that. He, That's he, the Dallas Cowboy way, so absolutely. it should be the Deshaun Watson way. And that wraps up our Rich Dalrymple segment. Spurs <laughs> play next. Thank you. We'll talk about the uh, Spurs and who they got tonight. <laughs> Oklahoma City as we continue here on the Blitz. Hey, this is Michael Jimenez. Have lunch with me on Halftime tomorrow at noon. San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN 1250 and 103.3 FM. It is the Blitz here on San Antonio Sports Star, ESPN AM 1250, 103.3 FM. He's Joe Reinagle. I'm Jason Minnick. See the Longhorns beat OU last night? Ah, yeah, in overtime. Well, that was a great game. What time is it, Blitz? You got five clocks in front of me. Six forty nine, and OU still sucks. Tyler Murray. <laughs> yeah, you're wearing your uh, horns pullover today. Shirt, whatever you call it. There. Yeah, it's a shirt. Polo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we're not much in the fashion, guys. Didn't you have to pull it over your head? So yes, it, it could I, I be pulled a it over. Right there, you, know, you go. You know, as you count down to retirement. Yeah, you had a tweet earlier today. Uh, talking about James Harden and whatever that is that he was wearing last night in Philadelphia to ring the Liberty Bell. Right. Was that the ugliest outfit you've ever seen? No, I've seen Russell Westbrook show up at games before. Yeah, he's pretty bad. It reminded me of an old Flintstones episode. <laughs> Honestly, it looked like a Flintstones outfit. I don't get the 
suits where you're actually wearing shorts. And I don't understand the sleeveless suit coat. Although it must have been cold because he did have on some long sleeves. Yeah, no sleeves Although yeah. I think you should go sleep. You spend a lot of time talking about being at the gym. You know, as you count down to the retirement, the Rhinego retirement countdown from Ken's Five, The uh, I think you should go get one of your suits. Man, go see like uh, Zavala over there at uh, the Wonderland Mall and uh, get yourself a, a, a Well, you're going to throw away a bunch of them, so just have the sleeves cut off. Show well, up. Let the guns out. Well, maybe I will. March 1st. No. The show on March 1st, which is a Tuesday. You I'll just, I'll come sleeveless. You won't no. Why you know, not? Dude, you spent way too much time last week making fun of Pat McAfee being <laughs> <laughs> sleeveless every day on television. Dude, I don't understand that guy at all <laughs> with the whole muscle shirt thing. Mm-hmm. Muscle shirt thing. He's got guns like you. No, he doesn't. He, he It'd can... be different if he had guns. That's what I said. He's got guns like you. No, mine are uh-huh. pretty good. Well, uh, show them off, man. Well, well, maybe on I'll, TV. Maybe I'll call Pat. Sharon Coe wouldn't know what to do with herself. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, maybe I'll call Pat up and say, hey, Pat, can I borrow one of your wife beaters there so I can... Uh, you can borrow pledges. <laughs> it's weird when he shows up sleeveless. Wow. He, he wears, I haven't seen that. He wears sleeveless hoodies. And, and here's the funny thing. You know, Pledge and Rudy J make fun of me in my fashion. I have none. Right. And I know that. Mm-hmm. I'm either in a polo shirt or some sort of half zip or a concert tee. Typically right. speaking, that is my wardrobe. I've got a couple of nice shirts that have to get dry cleaned that, you know, I might wear in Vegas or things like that. But I'm not rolling that way every day. I know what my style is. But I know bad style when I see it. Yeah, like James Harden. Or James Pledger. There must or, be the correlation <laughs> to the Jameses. See, now what James is going today with, that's all right. I can deal with that. It I, looks, he looks I, good. I, I don't understand the sport coat in in radio. He wanted to dress up a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but when he shows up looking like he's going to go park cars later, wearing a tuxedo to work at a radio station. Well, that wasn't bad. The, the, I, 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 just, I just don't understand it sometimes. Are we talking about James? Can we do that? Is that uh, okay? I, apparently. The, the outfit with the shorts and the black stockings <laughs> that he had on. His hose? Yeah, the, that, that was interesting. Yeah, why, what, what's the whole thing about that, James? Because he's free-balling, but he wants them snug. That's the only reason why men wear tights. Is that it? No, I mean, it serves multiple purposes. I no, actually doesn't. got it from AD when he was working here because when you're in the gym, a lot of times a lot of workouts end up getting down to a knee or right, planking, right. whatever it may sure. be. Okay. But why do you wear it to work? I would hope that you took I, a shower after you spent time at the gym. I do, but it's also those are Terry Flea shorts, and if you wear boxers with them and you lift your leg and cross it, you know. <laughs> wow. So I'm going to wear tights. This is a G-rated it, it, show, it, it by is the tights way. that go down to the, the, the shin. Yeah. Calf. Calf. Calf, yeah. Which is the opposite side of the shin. It was. Right? Uh, it, it's just an interesting look. It is. You know. Say what you will about his his fashion sense. It's not, not for you. Not not for me. Not for me. AD never got that Raz for wearing that to work. He's a great producer. Yes, he is. He's a great producer. And yes, AD did. A, a, you know, <laughs> you, you, I've got tapes. You, you've got the headgear. Now, nobody ever said AD man, you look fly today, bro. No. 
<laughs> Nobody ever say I look bad either. Yeah, but a lot of times they did say I'm going to the gym right after this. Mm-hmm. So he's dressed for the gym after. You're putting that on after you worked out and showered. Yeah, you heard of two a days. Oh, jeez, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Spurs play Oklahoma City tonight, final game of the rodeo road trip. Yeah, and, and you know it's a game they should win. So if that's the case, they go into the All Star break three and two on this trip, which is nice. Um, and maybe some of the new guys will play. I, I don't know if Pop has said. I know they weren't on the injury report. They were on the bench in Chicago the other night. So maybe they'll get a little run here tonight, right before the break, because they've had an opportunity to kind of go through a few things. So that'll be interesting to see. Um, and the Spurs, yeah, they looked good against Chicago until DeMar DeRozan said, that's enough. Yeah, three and a half quarters good. Yeah, and DeRozan said, that's enough, and y'all need to get out of here now. We will talk Spurs, the Rich Dalrymple settlement cowboy story, the guy that wrote it for ESPN.com. He will be on with us tomorrow on The Blitz. And we're going to be live out at Texas Chair Liquor Store number 3, which is Highway 90 in Montgomery. Come by and see us tomorrow uh, out there at Texas Chair Liquor Store number 3. Make sure you wake up with Rob and Rudy tomorrow morning. R&R in the morning starting at 7 a.m. We'll talk to you boys tomorrow at 4.